put him on its tippy toes. He's ashamed of his low height. He's like, I want to be tall. Yeah, like, these toes kind of go up, but, like, there's nothing for it to really do. It really seems like they just put articulation here just because it's expected. They're trying to sell you. I got you a background picture that randomly came up. Like, there's an island, but there's, like, a big old soccer field, like, on this one island by itself. That looks like a GTA, like, setup for... I don't know! This Can't just... you right-click on the thing? I, I, and well, it's supposed to bring up that. Yeah, browser. well, I'm, I'm <clears> in the, uh... It's not letting me exit the login oh, thing. Oh, boy. I know. I'm, I'm sad. I was like, oh, that's crazy. Where is Soccer Island? Because, yeah, it's supposed to let you be able to click on the picture. I'd be willing to bet that's in the Mediterranean. You have to make him walk like how I used to make Battle Cat walk when I had my He-Man toys. <laughs> the Jiggle Walk. Actually, Battle Cat just went... Because he really did his none of his stuff. Battle Cat was also furry. He had that weird fuzz to him. No. Nah. He didn't? No, no, no that's right. Didn't, Skeletors did, though, right? Maybe. Um, but okay. I, I only had Battle Cat as one of the... as a mount. Okay. Didn't Beast yeah. Man have fur on him though? Possibly. Yes. One of the so they're yeah, one of the, the, the actual regular figures had like this weird like texture to him that was like I mean, stubbly hair. The bad thing about Battle Cat was that to become cringer you just took off his battle armor, but he looked like the same ferocious He's cat. Ah. Yeah, and his color should have been different. And you could and you could mm-hmm. put J. Joe heads in his mouth. And That's he was what also because the J. Joe's would have to fight Battle Cat because Gladiatorial combat. Yeah. Cringer was smaller <clears throat> than Battle Cat was too. Yeah. <laughs> like he looked different. I don't know. Make it fucking work. That's all I got to say. You didn't expect much from toys back then. You no, just, <laughs> you're just happy that you had a toy. That's from the toys that made us. Remember when they were talking about the Battle Cat stuff? I don't know. <laughs> fucking make it work. I mean, I had I bought Mainframe from G.I. Joe. He didn't come with a gun. He came with a laptop and a backpack. And that was it. That was really <laughs> it. And you're just like, what? what? No, no it was actually kind of cool because that laptop became like the computer for everything. So it's just like, we have to we have to stop the self-destruct button. Do, 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 do. I put it like on a thing and then like fucking Captain Gridard like, do, do, do. I have no thumbs. I can't type. Do, do. Oh, no. I broke off my thumbs. Oh, now, now it's just sad. He can't hold his guns anymore. Yeah. That became ninjas, right, Dan? The saddest part is whenever you broke, broke the crotch. Yeah. That is still the saddest part. There's no coming back from that. How come he moving weird? Oh, no. He's paraplegic. The crotch kept the from kind of like doing... Flopping around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when the the knee joints got really floppy, oh, that was... You just start like moving him and it was just kind of like a wind chime almost. Yeah. Is there a buzz? Yeah, I'm getting somewhere. Eh, worst case scenario, I'll get in post. I hear a... That's the fan laptop that you're hearing, maybe? Oh, that's the laptop that I'm hearing. Okay, yeah. See, it's I took the, the headphones. It's not in the actual recording. It, it's in the recording. Oh, but it's white noise. <laughs> it's white noise. Yeah. It's soothing. Consistent. Yeah, it's it, very soothing, John. Welcome to our ASMR podcast with soothing white noise. Why does it gotta be white? Why can't it just be noise? Well, that's better not what be... That's br- word means! Better not be brown noise. No, brown... Yeah, the brown noise makes me poop. Brown noise definitely does. Here's a fun fact. I don't know if that's actually a true thing. In Audacity, you can actually add different noises. You can add a white noise, a... I think it's a brown noise, and a pink noise. They all just sound like... Oh, 
is, I mean, you think a brown note is a real thing? No. The Mythbusters tried to find it. I yeah. yeah. Point, it did not, yeah. They did not I don't find think it. They put a dude, like, in a speaker booth, like, surrounded by speakers playing Maybe everything. there's a frequency yet un, unfound that would just make you poop your pants. You know, quantum computers just started to, like, become real big. Yeah, Maybe there's it. a quantum noise. It's a little bit true. It's the prince of all saints. Who is that? Just a cosplayer. <clears throat> oh, he looks pretty cool. I like when cosplayers take, like, two things that are unrelated. He's prince, Dan, and he's yeah. a saint. Oh. He's the prince of all saints. I got it. Yeah. I got it. He's Vegeta from the planet Vegeta. Yep. Vegetables. He's Monstar from Moonstar. Ta- <laughs> one of my friends on Facebook, who's a tattoo artist, did what he called like one of the stupidest tattoos. That was fantastic. It was, it was the hair and the general look of the head of um, Vegeta, but with Dale Gribble's face and a cigarette. I hate it. It was somebody got that tattooed on themselves, like on the front of their bicep. That's going to be, yeah. Can't wear short sleeve shirts to job interviews, that's for sure. <laughs> or maybe you'll win every interview. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, if, you're wear, if you have to wear a short sleeve shirt to a job interview because you're worried about the tattoos, you probably won't live there because you have a whole bunch of tattoos and probably that's not a place for you. You're going to guess that your personality <clears throat> is not to mesh with the corporate personality. Remember... It's not the worst choice. Mm-hmm. It's Spacer's choice. It is Spacer's choice. It is. <laughs> uh, it's been a month, hasn't it? About a month. It's been a month. It's, oh, it's yeah. been a Like, month. this has been a month. Yeah. A month of sicknesses and happy birthdays, John. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, John. <clears throat> yeah, I hit the I hit the dec- another decade, so it's... Uh, oh, 20 fine. years old. Yeah. Nice. Man, well, you year, go almost buy beer. Next year, I'll good be able to legally drink. We'll go take you to the AMPM, and the guy won't believe that it's your birthday. Because <laughs> that's how that happened. Yep. At midnight, we went to the AMPM, and John turned <laughs> I'm like, here words. we go, Boots Farm, baby. <laughs> and the guy's like, no, 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 it's too yeah, fishy. Cannot sell. I it's too not, fishy. Do it, not want to get in trouble. To be fair... Yeah. Was kind of fishy. Hey, you know, we were I, across the street from a college. Uh-huh. The rest of us were not twenty-one, and so and it you're was like fishy. No, Rick ended up having to buy it. Yes, yeah. because because I was, yeah. it's like I'm ready to buy it. And he's like, well, I'm just gonna buy it. Okay, guy, no problem with that. And he's like, all right, this man, my ID looks fine. Here we go. Too fishy. Yeah, cannot. No trouble. I'm like, okay, well, you know. Maybe this was a this was a, a sign that I shouldn't be drinking Boone's Farm on my twenty first birthday. No, nobody should. No. <laughs> or maybe everyone should. No. Should get that Carlos Rusi up in ya. Oh God. A week yeah. Just mix your... that with some Dr Pepper. Yeah, just get some hair on your balls. <laughs> I have not had Carlos Rusi, so I can't. It sucks. <laughs> it comes in a jug. Okay. I I wonder oh, if we drank it now that we're like a little bit more used to alcohol, maybe we would be. A little bit, like, not saying that we would think it's good, but I remember us not being able to finish it. We poured it down the drain. No, here's what would happen. It's So back then, it's probably the alcohol didn't help. But nowadays, I can't eat, like, some of the sugary things I used to eat back then. I've had enough good wine where if I had that, I'd be like, yeah, alcohol doesn't affect me, but this tastes like, 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 Toilet wine. Tune into our next podcast when we taste Franzia, the boxed wine of champions. Yeah, we pour Carlos Rusi down the down the sink. 
Yeah. Also, we were paranoid that we were going to get caught and kicked out of school, and that we were going to fail all of our classes, and then we would we would have to go like back to to your respective homelands. Yeah, and that was me and Kevin's constant fear in freshman year. Caught? They're going to spell. I don't us. think I'll be able to finish all these classes if I plan it out. Look, Kevin, I don't think there's enough slots in the four years for me to finish all the classes. What's the easiest major? Okay, we're medieval going to studies. <laughs> Get a minor in medieval studies, baby. We got to take three classes and that's it also communications yeah we're like there are so few prerequisites for most of these classes no offense to anyone who took communications it's probably a very serious major we were just looking at the easiest shortest yeah, we, route we, we know a person <laughs> who, at, who, at seattle university <clears throat> the requirements for that were the least no yeah because meanwhile it's like science all of them you had to take math yeah even biology and let me tell you as a biologist did not need that math. I had like you got to count the animals. There's one animal, two animals. <laughs> As a now political science animals. major, I didn't need math. I took calculus and shit. Mm-hmm. I took like advanced calculus. I learned about integrals, derivatives. Mm-hmm. I heard those words at one point in high school, they, but I didn't actually study them. Derivatives were cool. Integrals right. sucked because integrals they start going. How about instead, what's the integral of 2x plus 2? How about what's the integral of something square root over something else square root that's a negative number and therefore it's imaginary? Yes, there are imaginary numbers out there. You're getting into hardcore imaginary numbers. That's hardcore imaginary numbers. Well, like, I mean, you always touch upon imaginary numbers um, throughout, like, calculus and stuff, but then, like, higher levels of math is, like, that's what you are actually studying. I was more thinking about imaginary numbers having sex in weird positions and their fetishes when you said hardcore imaginary. Hardcore imaginary numbers. Yeah. Coming to cinemax. Oh, yes, the cleanest. Yeah. We don't work blue here. No. Never. We never have. No. Good. We respect the medium. Yeah. There's no explicit tag on our. We respect pod. our. We respect our listeners. Anyways, it's been it's been a month. Yeah, I, I turned forty. It's been. We had the Watchmen come out, and it was I kind of liked it. I yeah. enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> that first episode was, really was good. fucking good. Regina King. Yeah, Regina she's King fucking is really great. I don't know if there's... all the all the the suburban <clears throat> white people learned something that week. Oh yeah, you know a little bit about the. Tulsa Race Riot. Yeah. Or Tulsa Race Massacre. Yeah. The burning of Black Wall Street, as Dan has informed me, it's called as well. There were... So, reading through, like, um, Gizmodo reviews and stuff like that off of io9, there was one thing a lot of people said in the the Kinja discussion that I agree with a lot. They should show the very beginning of that first episode in school, in history class. Yeah, um... I, I think that's a couple. Some people are working on a movie. I think that I, I want to see one of the one of the up and coming or up and coming one of the one of the it directors. You know the the, the hot the directors. hot, the hot uh, African American directors are doing it. I want to say it's the Ava Devaray, but I don't think she is the one. There's like there's 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 a couple of projects <laughs> in the work. I think at least at least I heard they are. But yeah, it's um. I know there's a play that one of the one of the movie projects is going to try to adapt because last year, yeah, um, uh, me and John were talking about it, and last year there was like a Ringer article about about that particular incident, and then I think they were talking about like some people doing a media thing, media thing, media adaptation, retelling of it. 
Yeah, unfortunately, uh, well, fortunately and unfortunately, the neighborhood of Greenwood still still <clears throat> is there in Tulsa. But uh, I think there's a freeway next to it now, so so it's kind of a little rundown because it's not re- a happening place to actually, you know, do business and live in a community. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of part of it is actually torn down, I believe, because they rebuilt it eventually. But I think if you look at the map of Tulsa, where Green Greenwood's the neighborhood, you know, I just want to say I never thought in the year 2019. I'd be enjoying something with Don Johnson and Louis Gossett Jr. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah, for the show itself, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, it's it's pretty cool, and it's cool that I mean, in a way, like I don't even know what the Watchmen brand adds to it, honestly. It like, could have just been a separate thing. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, the added layer of it, and I guess the implications of what the Watchmen is, like the the idea of the Watchmen mm-hmm. like of comics. Space squids. Well, yeah, that too, but like, you know, kind of like a little, like Watchmen is a little anarchist if you really think about it because Alan Moore is an anarchist. Yeah. And it's a little amoral in a, in a way, or at least like <clears throat> morality is relative. Yeah. Kind well, of stuff. It, and like this is the this is the check-in on a world after what the after the events of that movie, yeah, or that yeah. comic, like what There's, happened. So Gizmodo had a real cool article about HBO has like a whole Bible of what happened between you know the end, the end of the movie or comic book, I should say. Yeah, yeah I think and the this like the like they're saying you know on one hand there isn't an internet, like the whole idea of technology in the show we're seeing is based off of. There's overall a fear of technology because of Manhattan. However, Asmodeus brought certain bits of technology in. Yeah, it's it's cool. <clears throat> I mean, it's it, in some ways I would have liked to see the HBO treatment of the actual of the original comic and see how like a ten episode arc of that would be. But I mean, yeah, yeah I don't. Know, we already had the movie. And, well, and who knows and, if like you know how. Maybe if this does good, they go back and yeah. do, like, yeah. a, here's a one season of just... Limited series. Yeah. But in, in some ways, it's kind of like a it's like <laughs> a, like a no-win situation, right? Because if they adapt it pretty close to the comic and be more accurate than even the movie, especially in tone, then people are going to be like, well, why did you guys even adapt it anyway? Because it's just, we should just read the comic. Because it's, it's superior in how it tells the story. Yeah. And if they diverge a little bit too much... Then everybody gets To just make off. a better TV yeah. show, then everybody gets upset. So, like, in a way, this is actually probably... This is the best thing yeah. they could have done with it. Yeah, I it's. Yeah. I mean, it's more creative. And, yeah. like, I mean, if you're really into Watchmen, you already know what the comic is. So you don't need a refresher. And, Was there... And the people who don't ha- know the comic, this, this the show, while <laughs> building upon that stuff, you don't really need it. Because I'm pretty sure they're going to touch upon all that other stuff. Like, the, the stuff that's at least important in yeah. the show. And it sounds like their whole idea was they wanted to make it where there's enough stuff tied into the comic where people who are fans of the comic can say, okay, I I get why this is Watchmen and not just some no-name, like, you know, new IP. But they want to make it, you know, not tied in enough where people who haven't seen it can just enjoy what yeah. they're seeing. Which is good, because... Like, I was really enjoying it. I watched the first episode at work. I had a lot of time to kill and was really bored, so I had it on my phone while I was doing work. And then after I got home, I, you know, Bree eventually gets home, and I was like, Bree, you have to watch this. And she didn't, she wanted to see it, but she wasn't really enthused. She she thought it would be like the movie. Yeah, yeah. And when she saw it, she's like, 
That's not what I expected. That's good. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's, I mean, yeah, just that story style just lends itself to serial TV mm-hmm. so much better. Yeah. Because, yeah, in a movie you have so, you have only so much time and you gotta keep it moving. And if you make the movie too long, then it's just like, oh, this drags. Yeah. So it's just like, it's like at least with the with the TV show, you can kind of like bump around, check in, take your time and that stuff. I like seeing like the little things like Robert Redford was Redford, president. Redforations. I, like before they even mentioned Redforations, I was like, I looked at it, I saw it in the background and I we had to go back and look <clears> at the picture <throat> of the presidents where it's like, that that's Robert yeah, Redford. Yeah, the four that's most important presidents. And I was like, wow. The four most important. Washington, Lincoln, Nixon, and Redford. So, and the implication is is that's the the hard swing, the opposite direction from the, 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 from the 30, Washington. 30 year Nixon reign. Yeah, so you've got the Redford era, which is very liberal and almost. I mean, it's funny for whatever reason, it's Robert Redford. Yeah, because it had to be an actor in the eighties, right? I yeah, guess I guess that makes sense. I guess a liberal actor as opposed to like I guess you know, is Robert Redford really liberal? I mean, I'm guessing he probably I, is just because he's Hollywood. But I, I, so. I don't. I, I've never heard of his politics before. Yeah. I just guessing, like yeah, it's just funny. You have to wonder: Did they talk with him, or did they do this without him knowing? Like so, considering there's like trailer parts where it says "fuck Redford" so in I'll, spray paint. I'll say that. Um, from what I've read, that he is at least involved in some way. Okay, in the, that's in the, good. In the production, something <laughs> like either either like they lend his likeness or something. They, he knows it's not like he just doesn't he doesn't know. <laughs> He's not just watching. Oh shit! Hey, you're in the public so eye. You're public domain. Yeah, so they so yeah they they alluded that there's something to do with Robert Redford because he's the current president. <laughs> I hope he shows up on an episode just giving a speech on TV or something. Yeah, yeah I, I hope it's I hope it's something like that. That would be really cool. According to this, they're saying he's mostly liberal, so... Yeah, makes, stuff makes sense. sense so. I've just never heard him, like, be out and out yeah. of, like, uh... But, yeah, I mean, you know, they set up a lot of a lot of good story about, like, you know, obviously these white supremacist dudes are bad dudes, <coughs> uh, but at the same time, uh, with kind of, like, our distrust of the police in recent years... They are completely secret. Yeah, and they're also completely secret. They seem to operate outside a lot. It's kind of like, oh, boy, like, you know, you pick your poison kind of thing. I mean, obviously I would like them to be cracking those white supremacist skulls, but, like, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, it's okay when it's when uh, you're on the side of, of power, but it's but when you're uh, when suddenly the power decides that you're the you're the bad guy. But then again, I hate saying stuff like that because it sounds like I'm doing a both sides thing. Because obviously those white supremacist dudes are really bad. Yeah, they're just horrible. Like they're not just <clears throat> like like what is it? I think uh, was that the um, uh, uh, Chris's friend Rachel uh, on on Facebook. I think we're all we're all friends with her. Or me and you are friends with her. Chris, Chris, oh, yeah, Rochelle. Yeah. Rochelle, the other Rochelle, Rochelle. Rochelle. Um, she had like a cool uh, status message where it's just like um, if if your if your dis- if your political disagreement with me is 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 uh, is not um, like how high should that building be but but instead like we don't think that these people should be people like that's that's a very different question kind of yeah thing, right yeah. so 
like you know with the with the white supremacist guys it's just like okay that, i don't i don't think these guys can work in the society that we want to actually in. yeah they don't want to be part of that society. they don't want to be in the part of the society but again it's 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 the watchman kind of i guess ethos or tone where it's just like yeah this is fine but at some point it's going to cross the line where who becomes the enemy of the state because i mean part of part of a part of a state part of like a nation state and stuff like that or society we live in a society we do is that is that we have to determine where the where the line is drawn but it becomes blurry when you know it's the same thing with like obama's <clears throat> the stuff that we don't like in obama's presidency about like secrecy or like spying on americans stuff like that it becomes like it's fine when he's kind of your guy it's all a but slippery slope, and question yeah, is, when, how steep of a slope yeah, is it? It's really it? bad when it's not your guy, and then you're like, oh boy, this all these tools are now going to be used for very bad things. Like when congressmen try to invade a secret, uh, you know, a, a hands-off meeting based on rules that they set, yeah. and complain about oh, the rules that they were the ones who created. Or brag on Twitter about bringing their phones in to record during it, considering they do not allow electronic devices. That That's kind of treason. Like that—that that is treason. But we're, but the other side's too nice, so they won't hold these people's feet to the fire. Uh, I mean, by the way, this isn't an impeachment trial. This is information gathering. Well, different thing. It's an impeachment proceeding. Yeah, nobody. Yeah. nobody. You know, that doesn't matter. People think everything's a trial. You ask questions, you're putting somebody on trial. I, you know, why are you holding me when, on trial right remember, now? Remember, you'd watch like a movie like in the '90s, and then like the political opponent guy would be like, "Oh, like grandstanding and doing all this stuff," and you're like, "Man, that's that's so like cartoonish." And like since <laughs> now, I mean, it's always kind of been the case, right? You know, like uh, Nixon actually doing better in the TV debate, but John F. Kennedy just looked much better. Um, you know, so of course he won yeah. the debate because it was on TV. He was on TV. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Ronald Reagan seemed like a president. Like, I mean, he seemed like uh -huh. an archetypal yeah. president. So, like, of course he's going to be president. Um, you have Bill Clinton with with doing a little handsy pansy too much, uh -huh. and then that becomes like you know a big grandstanding thing to the point <laughs> where like Americans stopped really caring. <laughs> But also cared. It was like it's like a weird thing, right? It's like it's like everybody was kind of disappointed in him, but his approval rating still went up because we we're kind of like okay, Bill. Well, we, it was kind of like okay, we're making too much of a of a small thing, but it, this is also bad. Like, I mean, I don't think he, his reputation has ever really truly recovered from He that. was the epitome of boys will be boys because yeah. as soon as he did something, then he's on like Arsenio playing his sax, and it's like. Oh, slick willy. Yeah, and then you think about, like, you know, uh, modern implications of that stuff about, like, you know, uh, abusing his power to to have sexual relations with, with his, his direct report or somebody below him. And how much Monica Lewinsky's life was fucked up for so long. Oh, yeah. Because she really didn't really do anything wrong yeah. other, than, other than have sexual relations with a married man, which was consensual with the married man. So he had just as much blame, if anything. But she turned out all right. On that note, follow her on Twitter if you want some very good level-headed thoughts on things. Yeah, her Twitter is fucking yeah, good. She's, she's really good, and she's a really, really smart, smart woman. Yep. And she's good about stepping in when different women have been harassed. You know, just coming in, being like an uh, ally. Like she's a good woman. I don't understand how she has. I mean, it's such a weird tangent, but I don't understand how she is so good-natured 
and so like able to kind of like talk about that stuff granted it's been a, a while like 20 years but like that's to me that's remarkable because like, oh yeah like i'm still embarrassed <clears throat> about things that nobody knows about but like but like i said something weird in a conversation once and nobody has ever like nobody's like oh that was weird dan but in my mind it's like oh jesus oh yeah they wake at night <clears throat> why did i say it like that that's so stupid but <laughs> You mean that thing? You mean what? Things that happen to me all the time. It happens to everybody, yeah. John. In your, brain, in your mind, trying to go to sleep. And you're like, why is Yeah, yeah. It's like, why man, that was a weird interaction. Yeah. And it's like the other person probably didn't even, yeah. even like, okay. That wasn't- I've given talks at work to like 60 people where I have said it'd be like a 30-minute presentation. But there was one line in there. Yeah. That was so so cringeworthy. Right. However, no one noticed or said anything. But I will never say what those lines were. I remember them. Yeah. We're, I'll we're, never we're tell always, anyone. We're always our worst, worst critic. It's, uh, ourselves are our, our worst critic. I think the best way of looking at it is my dad, like, I was doing some work on my previous house. And I got something put together, but it just didn't quite, it wasn't perfect repair job. And my dad's like, you know, I'm going to see that because I helped you repair it. You're going to see that because it's your house and you know it's there. No one else is ever going <coughs> yeah, to notice other it. person in the world is not going to see it. Yeah. He's like, even Bree, she was not here when we repaired that. She will not even notice, but you will forever. Was it when he drilled into the wall while I was playing <laughs> no. games and he freaked the fuck <laughs> out of me. Awesome. I remember you telling me that. <laughs> <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They're just drilling a house. All of a sudden, drywall is raining on you. <gasps> like super loud drywall just flying. Ah! <laughs> and I just hear it stop. <laughs> Kevin looks in the window. Oh, shoot. Dan, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> or the time we're trying to figure out what the light switch in the garage, the back of the garage oh, yeah. did. Um, and yeah. all of a sudden, we, I see Dan weaving. I was like, oh, are you taking off? I thought you were just going to play games or something. And he's like... <laughs> The power in my room keeps turning off. <laughs> but I, I know what that light switch does. But I didn't know that you guys are doing it. So I just said, well, something's fucked. I'll just come back later. Uh, <laughs> and there's nothing I can do about a power grid. So you're like, like, all right, go play some games. Here Dan, we go. Dan's room was the front right of the house. Yeah. This switch was the back left corner of the garage yeah. in the back left. Uh-huh. Somebody knew where they were wiring. Right? Somebody yeah. fucking put the, a the drill fuck thing with was people. hilarious. Yeah. It was like, and then it was like <laughs> getting louder. Then it got so loud, and then it was just. Like, and it's not like a little drill bit. This was like yeah, a was four a foot long, okay. like quarter inch. They had to go through the brick yeah, and then okay, the drywall. Okay, and that's, then yeah, into that's the, even more. Yeah, they were drilling from outside. No, I yeah. yeah. <laughs> this was you like a really giant now fucking drill. Uh, made oh, the scale appreciable for yeah. everybody listening. This, this is a drill that a horror like yeah. villain uses. Yeah, yeah, Dan was like, oh no, it's happening. <laughs> Seriously, if I was like sleeping, just like, oh. Actually, the, the funniest thing of like, <laughs> funny things in that house. Was, <laughs> I felt bad because like, I think I woke Bree up, right? Because I was playing Alan Wake and I started getting freaked out. 
so I had like headphones on, but then like I went, I went, ah, like, like, like kind of, kind of, I was like, whoo, okay, I'm not playing that anymore. And then like, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom and then go to sleep because I was kind of freaked out. And I opened the door and Brie was standing in the doorway because she was about to like knock on the door and be like, hey, Dan, you have to be quiet. Right? Yeah, it was fucking, because I screamed in her face. Yeah. That was, and then she had like the look of like, the kill dis- me now, <laughs> I want to burn you alive. Like I felt so bad because I literally opened the door and Bree is just standing there in the dark, in the dark, right? That's just a silhouette. Ter- yeah, just a no, silhouette. That's, yeah. that's terrifying. Anybody so I opened the door. Just... I was like, ah! And then she was like, she was like, Dan, 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 you have to be quiet. I'm trying to sleep, and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then she didn't even say anything. Just walked downstairs. I was just like, oh, I feel really bad. Okay, I think I think it's time to not play scary games late at night. <laughs> what was great is Bree came back down to bed and just goes, I think I scared Dan. Yeah, I think she told me that. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? He screamed, I don't know, go to sleep. <laughs> Holy crap, that was so fucking terrifying. Like, oh, <laughs> that was great. That's pretty good. Anyway. Anyway, speaking other of, speaking of, speaking of terrifying, yeah. well, are we talking about other things? I was we're still I was going to segue segue into uh, games. Oh, I'll just say one thing real quick before we go games. Sure. As we leave Watchmen behind, oh. that trailer beforehand for um, his it's, Dark Materials. Yeah. Oh fuck, that uh, looks so good. I, I, yeah, we I, still I, have. I'm <clears throat> still wondering about what the talking demons demons. Mm-hmm. So they're the animals who should be talking. The familiars, yeah, in the trailer. even the bear. The bear hasn't talked either. So I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just hoping that they're just trying to be. Yeah. I, it would be crazy if it would, know. but it would be way fuck, too man, crazy. like be way too crazy. Yeah. I think they, it well, if I was, I'm not a PR person, but if I was PR, I would, I would, if we were, if that was the artistic choice to not make them talk, I would have been like, we're gonna get in front of this. And we're going to get people prepared so that it's not a shock because it would be too much, too crazy if if everybody found out on the day of the of the TV show that like none of them talk and it's just like this is kind of an integral part of the story. <laughs> you know what? Because then the character looks at you and goes, "Fuck you." That's why. Yeah. I don't. I feel like they're not doing that. But see, but, also comes question. So the demons. Are they going talk talk or because they're kind of pseudo quasi yeah, you know, know weird they... will be like telepathy type of talk. But meanwhile, the armored bears, they fucking talk. Oh yeah, they talk because they not, they talk to people. Because yeah. it's not really it's not always exactly implied that the demons are speaking out of their mouths, I think. Yeah. I think but the thing is they don't necessarily I haven't read the reread the books for a while, but they don't necessarily talk to other people, and you don't talk to somebody else's demon without permission. Yeah, yeah, without permission, it's kind of weird to talk to them. But I believe people can hear them, so it's not like it's it's not like it's like a like a. I know touching is out of order. Too. Oh, yeah, touching, touching is, is taboo. Unless, unless you're trying to get freaky with yeah, somebody, then, then it's okay. Then, then you and your demon. Although that's kind of like BDSM shit going on there. Touch someone's Except demon. That fucking golden monkey just starts. Fuck that monkey. Yeah, fuck that monkey. So, yeah. Um, also, also, the Catherine Great thing at the very end. Oh, Helen Mirren. Is that looked really good. Yeah, HBO's got a good lineup right now. Yeah, HBO's killing it. What I hate is HBO Max. 
another subscription where you will be able to get yeah. every Miyazaki movie, get, as well as they're making two new seasons of the Boondocks. I don't get what what the whole like we're having a streaming service within our streaming service. It no, seems in crazy. addition to this is yeah because it's Max yeah yeah, yeah so yeah, it's the upgrade. I just don't get it, but I don't know, just, we'll see how it shakes out because I feel like they haven't been completely. Like hundred percent clear. I mean, or at least maybe I'm just holding out hope it that it took it's... a while for Disney to get their like their stuff together and say, "Here's everything that's coming out." Yeah, and they did, and then the internet went. What well, about Song of the South? What about Song of the South? Disney goes, nobody wants that. It's never coming out and of the, the vault. The people who don't want it is they're kind of messed up. Zippity doo dah, zippity a. I honestly, I think that they should release it. They should. I think it should be. It should be part of. It <laughs> should mean, be. It should be like, hey, this is. This is what this is. This is a thing in time, but as a corporation, I understand why. If you want, throw a disclaimer at the very front. This is not our current views, but this movie has held a significance of various ways throughout time and history. At one time, it was pure entertainment. At another time, it was the song that was the theme for Disney. At another time, it became kind of a shameful disgrace, but we're putting it out there. I mean, they re-released it in theaters in 1986. That's modern history. <laughs> very, very modern. It wasn't like old-timey kind of stuff that's within our lifetimes. Yep. So, like, I mean, it's, 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 yeah, I, I feel, I mean, yeah, I would be as, like, in an academic way, I'd be like, they should release it because it's kind of part of your yeah. history and you should be like, hey, this is why this is wrong, mm-hmm. this is why the depiction's wrong, but I always go back to, like, the Chappelle show kind of thing where, like, some people won't understand well, that this is, like, but this is comedy! I, but I, I think that it, it helps to be able to have that sort of conversation, oh, no. right? Look, like, totally, I totally agree with you there. Meanwhile, I totally agree with you, but I just, I just don't know if we're mature enough. Meanwhile, Hey, as a society, I, I just want—I want, like to. I I want to, like to. Yeah, I want to say this: you could still find breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, what are you talking about, Kevin? Oh, <laughs> oh, no. You're that making is, too much noise. I'm a Mickey Rooney. I play a Chinese man. Sorry, that's, that's horrible, but I do a pretty good. We'll say we'll say you were you were imitating Mickey yes, Rooney. Yes, Mickey Rooney. Plus, just like also, I've never heard a Chinese man talk like exactly, that. and then he, <laughs> even and then with a heavy oh, accent. Oh, you come up and you wear that. Yeah. You wear the nice clothes. Even even a Chinese man with a very heavy accent, I've never heard guys talk like that. No. Plus, I'm not going to say the whole movie is good because it's not. But Song of the South did have some musical numbers that weren't problematic. I mean, there were they, some parts that a whole were okay. Ride based off of the the stuff that they don't acknowledge. But I, I was reading an article recently about 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 Splash this very, no this no, very this very this very topic yeah. and like the, the author who like does who like researched the the, the, the movie a lot and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's like yeah, people also forget like about three fourths of that movie is live is the live action portions. Mm-hmm. Like the the cartoon portions don't take up majority of that mm-hmm. movie. So that's you know that's why. That's why it can be viewed as very kind of very kind of problematic. It's not just like a couple throwaway scenes or like incidental. Like it is kind of Uncle Remus, man. Yep, but it's okay. We have wholesome television still to watch. Yeah, just sp- watch the watch the watch Donald Duck. Um, you and know, his two beating, Spanish friends beating up beating up uh, uh, weird stereotypical Japanese people in the World War Two political cartoons. Is it Donald Duck? Yeah, it was Donald. Duck. I believe, and well, he beat up. It did, he, he was in the Pacific stuff. If yeah, I correctly. He was like Mickey very... handled like there was you know all the cartoons were uh, were war propaganda. Bugs Bunny and all your Looney Tunes friends they were fighting the Nazis and the Japanese the same as Mickey and Donald and Goofy. They were all ready to sign up. Yeah. Do their part for the country. 
I it's, have... it's not so much that they were fighting against him. It was more the depiction of mm-hmm. of a uh, buck tooth, like uh, East Asian Japanese uh, person, just Mickey, kind of a little bit Mickey Rooney. Yeah, yeah, it's all connected. <laughs> yeah. I have a good transition towards games, a final TV type of thing. Bree and I watched um, Final Fantasy XIV: A Realm Reborn, Dad of Light. Oh, I have watched. I have watched some episodes. of That, that. show is good. It's a it, pretty good it's, show. It's also. touching. It's a Japanese. It's a Japanese TV show where a um, father retires from his job completely unexpectedly. Just one day, he comes home from work and he's like, "I quit my job." And so, in flashbacks, you see when his son, who is currently like mid twenties, when his son was younger as a little kid. One day, his dad, who seemed like a workaholic, decided to take his kid to buy a game, and they bought Final Fantasy III. And the kid was really happy playing it, and then woke up one night after going to bed to find his dad playing Final Fantasy III. And they sort of bonded over it, until eventually one day his dad just became like, stick up his ass, you know, be a proper... Be a proper man. Salary man. And so when the dad quit, the son at this point, he's just a working class schmo. And he's trying to find out, like, what can I do for my dad? Why did he quit? And so he ends up buying his dad as a retirement gift a PS4 with Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn, saying, like, it's Final Fantasy. You know, like, we played when I was a kid. You could find people online to hang out with. And online, he ends up like, friending his dad without telling him who he is. And it's all sorts of misadventures of, like, first he finds his dad in the game being beaten up by monsters, so he saves him, and he's like, Hi, my name is, um, I forget his name in the game. He's a female character in the game, and he's like, Hi, my name is so-and-so. Um, are you new to this game? Do you want to join us? And, like, his dad's character stands there for a minute, then runs away. <laughs> Later on, his dad knocks on the son's bedroom door. Son hides his monitor in a hurry. And the dad's like, somebody talk to me. I don't know what to do. Yeah, so it's it's just, it's like, yeah, it's just basically the son trying to uh, find a common bond with his dad again through a video game. Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, I it's think touching. I watched like half of it. Nice. We I binged think, it. Yeah, binged it was kind of really good. Netflix actually has like this, like, like um like several of these japanese tv series that are kind of they're not like groundbreaking or like you know like super special or anything they're just kind of like feel good okay, uh, you know okay okay tv this is like yeah. good run of the mill like japanese tv like usually you know what you would normally watch on network tv here you'd just be like yeah this is good i like this for whatever reason mm-hmm. and like cuz i was watching another one called uh, the naked director where it's about this guy who gets um is doing really bad at his job, and then he comes home, and, and he just has bad, bad like marriage and life and stuff. And he comes home, and he finds his wife like cheating on him, and then so it's just everything's just bad. And then so he eventually somehow falls into uh, selling uh, um, por- porno mm-hmm. for the uh, you know I was trying to think of like naked photos and also like peeping tom videos he and, the and adult porno. Store. Not so much, but he says somehow gets store. into that thing, right? <laughs> but then it kind of touches upon a lot of the Japanese censorship stuff where like where like they have to there's like a funny scene where um these regulators come into uh the store that he's selling to and then there's a line of men outside the door 
right? And they're all in there, and then the regulators come in, and they're just like, oh, you can't have this kind of stuff. Like, you know, this is, like, under regulations. And then so they basically agree to, like, cover up part of the part of the nudity, you know, kind of like what we think about, like, Japanese porno. Oh. They use the blur calls on yeah. the, the, the genitals. It's, it's, it's pretty funny. No genitals, no pubes. Yeah. I, I was <laughs> I got through half of it, and it was getting kind of... It was getting into, like, Yakuza territory, and it was like, oh, I think this is where the bad stuff is. It was kind of funny before, but, like... Now it's serious. Yeah, yeah. maybe I'll watch it some other time. By the way, Amazon Amazon has something that pissed me off when I started watching this. It's It says it's a movie about, like, a... I want to say it's about a samurai during, like, the, um, the revolutionary age, you know, before the um, shogunate was established. And it looks really badass. As I was watching this movie, it's only an hour long. Like, the opening credits went for the first, like, ten minutes, more or less. And I was like, this is weird. How are they going to fit in this epic movie in another 50 minutes? And I looked at the reviews. All the reviews were, like, one star on Amazon. This was part of their Prime videos. Because they're like, it's a shame that they call this a movie instead of the first of 52 episodes of essentially the Japanese Game of Thrones. It's supposed to be like a super epic thing. Amazon had one episode. Yeah. Called it a movie. I hate that Amazon Prime Video stuff, man. It's not great. Like, I like, a lot I like of their, their content. Sucks. I like their content when their content is good. Yeah. yeah. Really I like what I like. King in all of these places. Controversial statement. I like it when it's good. But it's just like, it's such a hassle. Like, I'll watch mediocre Netflix stuff because I can just kind of just click around. But, like, to find Amazon stuff, if it's not on that first page of, like, here are suggestions of stuff, yeah. like, you're kind of scrolling through, like, a like a product lineup, like, you would, like, fucking find, like, a bunch of books and stuff, and it's so disorganized, and so, yeah. like, and some of the, like, the bottom, and you get, Netflix takes a little bit to get to, like, the dregs, the, the stuff where it's just like, is this a movie? Right, but Amazon, you go right into that like suddenly, like it's just like, oh my god, I don't Hard think this is a real weird shitty movies. It's like, like this blockbuster four hundred dollars blockbuster comedies. It will take you in that subject only three before you hit like Grown Ups two. Yeah, and it's like no. Yeah, I watched. I dabbled in a couple Netflix stuff. I did watch the because um, I was feeling like pretty sick, like on on Monday. So I kind of because they're like thirty minute episodes. <laughs> I binged that Paul Rudd uh, thing that's oh, on where he's Netflix. Himself, he's yeah, been... living yeah, with living yourself. with yourself. Ah, uh, it was okay. There was some really funny parts because Paul Rudd is pretty funny, and two Paul Rudds is pretty funny. Uh, kind of like story... multiplicity with yeah. many Michael Keatons. Yeah. But the story <laughs> is super dark. Like, because basically, he basically clones himself. Yeah. And, uh... He's clones a better uh, version of him. In some ways. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, in trying to deal with the fallout of, like, you know, what to do with his wife and his job and, like... And the clone mm-hmm. technically has his memories, but n- does has never actually lived them. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like... And it's not, like, a secret because other people do some, yeah, do some kind of similar procedure. Um, but there's, like, a dark secret on that. And it's just... Sure. It's 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 a little it's a kind of a downer, but it's also kind of funny because <laughs> Paul Rudd's funny. I mean, I've watched a couple episodes of Fleabag, and that that's a show, man. That's a, that's one of those shows where it's hard to even connect with the protagonist because she's a real piece of shit. Yeah, you know the one thing I really don't like about Netflix shows when they get an anime because when an anime comes out, let's say Crunchyroll gets it. 
a new episode comes out, like within like no time of it coming out in Japan, that new episode's in the U.S. Unless it's the premiere episode of My Hero Academia from this year, then you have to then you have to go to Hulu to find the actual episode for the first couple of days. Yeah, it gets slightly oh, away. It's, it's, un- it's a little unfair, John. I know I'm they're just experiencing kidding. kind of a, a natural disaster apocalypse. That's the first- a joke. Oh, okay, okay. Although they did have. Okay. There was one on Netflix that was like a four-week delay before they start airing, although then they aired all four episodes that they were late on at once. But meanwhile, Netflix, anytime they get an anime, it doesn't come out until after the whole series has ended or the whole season, and typically it won't be until a few months after that when Netflix has like a week lineup for new shows for the month. So like, for example, when... I don't know, Knights of Cydonia, that was, you know, one that was a Netflix exclusive. When it came out in the U.S., it had been out in Japan, like, the premiere episode was six months old. They waited until the whole season finished, and then they're like, we have a lot of good shows for the next two months, let's wait until the third month. They also did that with Ajin and a few others, so it's like, anytime they get anime, it's annoying because you know it's out there. You can't. There's another, there's a show, There's a. I think it's a series, or it may, it's a movie, talking about Edward V, I think, that premieres on Netflix this month. It has, it's called The King, it's got Robert Pattinson in it too. Like, I don't know, it seems, it was one of the things, I was reading an article about what's coming in Netflix, because also this month we get the third season of The Queen. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's a really good show, but unfortunately yeah. we get new I'm actors look, playing the Queen. I'm looking forward to, I think November 1st is the Jack Ryan season oh, 2. Yeah, that's, yeah, November 1st. Uh, yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to problematic politics. I like the first season enough. I I mean, the so yeah, the Jack Ryan series is pretty good, except for the last episode kind of sucked in a weird way. But uh, in the fact that like they raised the stakes really high, and then when it came down to it, like nothing really happened. So it's just like okay, whatever. That's when you uh, learned Jim Halpert just put somebody's stapler into a Jello mold. <laughs> that was all that happened. But he but, made a desk out of wrapping paper. But for the most part, the highs were were, were high enough where like I'm like ah, I'll watch the second season. Anyway. Speaking of scary things, what's scary, Dan? What's what's uh, what's causing you your existential dread? I was, I'm uh, I'm trying to finish Control, mm-hmm. which is going to be hard because Outer Worlds also came out. But yep. But I was playing a bunch of Control this week after not playing for like two weeks because I was playing another game. Oh, we were but, we, uh, we can talk about it, Dan. But uh, um, but yeah, Control like uh, really freaked me out. That's the only thing I wanted to say about it. Uh, I was doing. Did it get this, out of control? A little bit. I was. I was. Uh, I was doing this quest to get like all these objects of or altered items or whatever, and I found the mannequin. And when you touch the mannequin, the whole room gets filled with mannequins, okay. and then uh, <coughs> then they all turn to look at you when you kind of walk by them. Okay. So they're not. So some of them are not even looking at you right away. But when you walk by them and then you turn around, you're like, ah, because you have to find the real mannequin. They're they're all just kind of turned to you, and it's like a very subtle effect. And I actually got for real, like the goosebump heebie-jeebies. Like it was like actually like 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 my whole body was just like was like ooh, like in a way where I'm reading I'm reading Stephen King's It right now. I'm like maybe sixty percent through on my Kindle, and in a way that I. I haven't had that even in the, even while reading that that thing, and and that thing is scary. It does, I mean, it is scary. 
in some ways. Although, what were you telling me? You, you, I liked your description of like him describing something that was completely mundane, and then you said he, you start reading it, and then you're like, oh, this, this isn't going to be scary. Yeah. And then it, as you read on, you're like, oh no, wait, now I'm terrified of this. Yeah, he, yeah, Stephen King has this way of like taking a whole page of describing a thing or something happening, and you're like, oh wow, this is such a long description. Jesus, like fucking David Copperfield over here. He's kind of like Hemingway in and that then, way. And then like the last two sentences of the paragraph like leave you with this unease and you're just like fuck <laughs> I will say that um, the reason why I wanted to read this was because I mean I like I like that story and I've never really truly read a Stephen King novel before I think front to back the stuff I read the most of him was his Nightmares and Dreamscapes which like a bunch of short stories and anyway there's this one scene that they say is like the most terrifying scene in the book where um, one of the kids finds um uh, well, it's it's all Pennywise, but it's Pennywise uh, looking like a looking like a decrepit like leper that's kind of decomposing and trying to reach out to him and stuff. And every other review is like, this is the most disturbing book in the in the uh, disturbing passage. And like, I got to that point, I was like, oh, is this it? This is the part. And I was like, oh, that was okay. It got overhyped. Yeah, I got more. I got more scared about like random small things where it's just like, oh no. It is also kind of funny because, like, <clears throat> like some of the things when you think about it out loud, it's like, it's scary because it's more out of place. But it's not scary if it's just by itself. It's just like, it's just like, oh yeah. And then like the 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 inn burnt down and like people were burning burning up inside it and like you could hear them screaming. Like that's terrifying a little bit. And then, but what really disturbed uh, Mike Hanlon was when he turned around and looked at the survivors and there was a there was a there was a bird much bigger than than any bird. And it was looking at him. And you're like, in the moment, you're freaked out, right? Because you've been reading all these passages, right? And you're like, oh, shit. That you're, bird, you're on that, your edge. That bird is Pennywise. But when you think about the visual of it, it's just like, why is there a big bird over there? <laughs> looking at me. Why is that raven like twice the size yeah. of another yeah. raven? So that I guess I guess he really is good, right? Because he is able to manipulate something that looks that is kind of ridiculous to be kind of really unsettling. That makes me think of Bree and I have been watching all of the six crazy frights on Giant Bomb. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen the Palmyra orphanage one? I saw part of it. I haven't watched the whole thing. It got to one point where Bree just all of a sudden like just. Because <laughs> like scared the shit out of Abby, that's for sure. It scared Bree so bad, our dogs freaked the fuck out because of that. If we get enough donations in before midnight on Extra Life, that's going to be our spooky midnight game. Nice. That game. That game's frightening. It's only like seven bucks. Nope. Speaking of frightening, <laughs> so the other game I was alluding to was uh, Destiny Two. Which, oh, oh, that which is frightening. In the, in the month that we've been away, made its made its debut on the on the on the free on to play. I have 66 hours in Destiny 2. Wow, that's a lot. How many do you have, Dan? Let me look. That's a lot of hours in a game. Um, the PC version is very good. It, I mean, it because it shoots. Are there any wizards from the moon? Oh, yeah. Awesome. I'm, have, I'm one of those wizards. I have 121 hours. Dan's been playing. So you barely even touched. Barely touched it. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, it's it's just a lot better on PC. Because it just controls better, it looks better. Well, keyboard and mouse for a shooter. And it moves at 60 60 frames. Like, on my PS4, it was 30 frames. And, like, this feels like almost a different game. So it's actually really fun to play because it feels very smooth and you kind of get into a rhythm of, like, like, I'm just, like, annihilating hordes of bad guys. (coughs) 
Yep. Or <laughs> bad dudes. Um, but but yeah, I've got into it in a way that I didn't even get into it the first time I played it. Um, I think it's also because it's more built out, and it's kind of more conducive to because. You don't actually have to play the the twenty hour ish campaign to actually do anything, right? So in the original Destiny, you had to level up to thirty before you start getting light levels, which yep. are now power levels, um, and collecting gear and stuff. And doing and you worry about gear and, score? Yeah, you worry about gear score. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it took it took like twenty twenty five hours to get to that point. Now you just kind of do it. You go in and they're like, "Hey, guess what? You're at light level seven fifty. Go." Yeah, get to nine hundred. And then you can do all of the stuff, all the strikes, all the things. Um, if we had enough people, we could just start doing the raids right away. Yeah. Um, and do all the PvP stuff right away. So it's, it's really cool that it's all um, out. The, the problem... The flip side to that, yeah, though. <laughs> the problem is is that I was mostly okay. It was still kind of disorienting because I hadn't played that game for like two years. But for like for like John and David, was completely baffling. Because they were just like, I have no idea. Because they literally throw you <coughs> right into the tower, to which, the ta- is, yeah. which yeah, is that's almost what I- an end well, thing. no. Actually, that's not true. Because yeah, what they do the is they make you go through the Cosmodrome, which is the first mission from Destiny <laughs> 1. And they make you do that. And then you go to the tower and they're like, here you go. I heard this is about the worst launch for a new player in terms of, we're just not going to tell you jack shit. Yeah, so there's really, there's re- they really don't <clears throat> tell you anything. So, like, I mean, if it behooves you, if you're going to do the free-to-play stuff, like... Watch a YouTube recap. Yeah, watch a YouTube video or do a do a do a strategy. Not even the recap, but just how to play the game. Yeah, because like there's a whole lot of stuff that is just not explained, and it's only because like I played a bunch of it, and then uh, our other friend Bryce played a lot of it, even on on PC on the Blizzard even, launcher. Even me, who played through all of Destiny One's campaign, like I had. I mean, Somewhat. it's a different. It's a different game. Well, I mean, I had a grasp How, on like what the classes were in the subclass thing, but in this this version of the game specifically, all of the subclasses, like the, or I should say, you had two in the first game for each class. In this one, there's three, and they're all unlocked from the start. So basically, you can pick any one of those subclasses for each of the character classes right from the jump. It's like a this whole quest line, yeah. The original Destiny. So yeah, but it's. But what what is there is actually pretty cool. I think um, there's a there's a satisfying kind of grindiness to it. I mean, it is grind. That's all it is. Yeah. It's really grind. There's like there's some cool story bits, and once you kind of learn a little bit more of the lore, like I started watching YouTube videos of like Destiny lore and stuff like that, and you get kind of a like a context of it. It's actually kind of there's some stuff that's really cool, but like I mean, in the game itself, there's not too much of that. But like. But like what the game does well and does you and gets you into doing doing is is really fun because the, the the combat loop the gameplay loop of like I'm getting bounties I'm getting quests I'm gonna go do those things I'm gonna turn it in they give me rewards I got more cool stuff so I'm gonna go do other cool stuff and then and then I turn that in and they give me better stuff and then now I can do better stuff so it's just it's just that I mean it's completely naked grind like there's not even like any apprehension. grind reward new grind yeah. new yeah. reward new there's grind. no there's no pretension of it it's just like this is what it is like even like it will be like these are your weekly Bounties. these are your daily dailies. Uh-huh. this is what you do the good thing the thing that i think it took a while to grasp is that in the beginning i was just grabbing like everything i could think of it's like oh i'm yeah. gonna get this and this and this and this and this you really have to go into that game when you're playing like there's a there's a couple different mindsets when you're playing by yourself you should be trying to grind through <clears> like or go through the 
if you haven't played it before, do the single player type content, like the campaigns, which are legacies now. So you can run through all those campaigns solo without any real problem. Um, but once you get into a group with people, once you get into a fire team, then it becomes, all right, what activity are we going to focus on for this little play period? Then you go and you grab what the necessary stuff for those quests, and then you go and do that. And then, you know, maybe a few hours later you decide, okay, we're going to switch gears instead of doing this, we're going to do this now. So instead of PvE, we're going to do some PvP and Crucible. So yeah, because for some reason, for whatever reason, their quest log um, limit is 63. I don't know what that number is. I don't know why 63 of all things, right? I would almost be... 64 would yeah, make I more would, sense. Yeah, it's like an even number. It's divided it's by eight. It's a bit number. No, no, it's 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 a it's an adult who can drink more than the the meaning of life number. So Or the secret to life, the universe, and everything. I don't know. Make connections here. Okay. But yeah, there's... I mean, what's also cool is that there's like a lot of like like hidden things and the game obscures a lot which is kind of annoying sometimes but also kind of cool because you're just like oh that's uh, okay now i figured this thing out and it's, there's some there's some there's some coolness but like, yeah, like also the, there's a lot of frustration sometimes because it's just like i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing um i think one of the simple the easiest example to point out is the just the public events on every planet all of those have a standard version but there is a way to unlock a heroic version of every single one of those. And it requires a specific task that they don't tell you. Yeah. So finding, figuring out what those are or having somebody look them up online. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's cool, yeah. Um, the, the other thing I'll say is uh, it's definitely... I don't know what they do because they really need to update a lot of their stuff, a lot of their UI. Their UI is just oh. fucking crazy. Like the standard, the the, the, the character see, um, the character inventory scene is or uh, screen isn't that bad. Like it's fine. You just you just click on mm-hmm. stuff. But like, there's another tab that's called inventory uh-huh. where you have just a collection of shit. That's just like all of your materials, but also usable items, mm-hmm. but also like like things you can use to get bonuses. So it's like, oh, we get extra gifts if we finish a, 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 a fucking dungeon a, uh, strike or a crucible match. Yep. And it's like, but this is all like on the same thing. Like, what is going on? There's no here? rhyme or reason. It's just all there. Yeah. And then yeah. there's like another, and I'm pretty sure I mentioned this before when we when I played this like two years ago on mm-hmm. the podcast. Like, but then there's like another another tab, right? Because if you're in that screen, you press I for your inventory, and then you press and you press a, um, I think tab. Like you go into another screen, which is like the map, destinations, season rewards, um, uh, fucking uh, roster, which is like where you can like invite friends and stuff. It's like why is that a different thing? And then if you're if you're out of all those menus and you're playing the game and you press tab. Like, it brings up, like, like your ghosts, so you can kind of look at objectives, but you can also go into orbit. Like, there's just three things that should be one thing. How about, how about this? For and none final. of them do it well. None of those three things do any of the things that they're <laughs> supposed to do well, but they're also three separate things that shouldn't be three separate things. So how about this? This is, a fu- this is probably the best, one of the better explanations about how convoluted the menus and stuff are. Dan mentioned the roster screen, which is where you see people who are in a clan, people who are in your instance, and then your fire team if you have one. So you go into that, and you would think, that's where I go to join up teams and do things like that, and I can leave my team from that screen as well. You can't leave your fire team from there. Oh, yeah. The only way to leave your fire team is if you're on, you have to be in just the regular game, and then you have to hit that ghost and yeah, instead of it have. saying instead of it saying return to orbit, it says leave fire team. But they never tell you that. 
They just yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. I just don't. It like, took me five minutes to get out of the team at it's one definitely, point. Definitely okay. So this is the other thing that's like that. I know that they need to update their stuff. So there's this there's this one quest line where it's like um, tributes to the emperor, and then he gives you a chalice, oh. or you you find a chalice. Uh-huh. And so the chalice was something that is, I mean, like several expansions ago, or downloadable content or anything. That was but like any, the first big raid, wasn't probably, it? Yeah. No. Or is it after that? Because it's the because you fight what's his name in the. Yeah, the chalice is a different thing. Okay. The chalice is just a thing that you can... You find treasure, and you apply runes to it, and then it gives you bonuses for different things, right? But the thing is... So, if I tell you there's a chalice that you can modify, Mm -hmm. right, that gives you bonuses in your game, where would you think that is, right? You think maybe it's in your character menu with all of your armor and weapons, or maybe that inventory screen that's, like, convoluted, right? Probably one of those places. No, considering it's Destiny 2, I'd guess system settings? (laughs) You're almost right. It's in the quest log. So when you scroll to the quest log, there's a quest log thing that's the chalice, right? And if you right-click that, then it brings up the chalice modification menu, which looks like your character um, normal inventory screen. But that's where you do that thing. The weird thing, though, the thing, it freaked me out for like five minutes because I thought I did something wrong or it got bugged, which is a thing that happens in that game. Um, I was doing some quests for it, and then I, f- I finished the thing, and then it was just like, now apply the rune to the chalice. And that quest was also called the chalice something, right? So I was right-clicking on that, and I was like, oh no, I can't bring up the menu anymore. Oh no, what happened? Why can't I... Why can't I? And it took me five minutes to figure out. When I moved to the next page on the quest, there was another quest thing, and that's my that's my normal chalice um, interaction thing. So they need to they need to fix because there's several of these things. Where there's you, a mode in the game where you have to use that to like yeah. craft moats. Yeah. So there's there's several things where you're interacting with the quest log as if they're inventory, yeah. and it's. That it's is not, not how a quest log works. It's not. See again, it's not confusing once you know what it is. Uh-huh. But it also doesn't make any sense. It kind of drives you a little crazy. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there are games that have quest logs <laughs> where they don't do that, and these games have existed a long time. Yeah. And also, maybe but, don't change it from what everyone else also, has established. Also, why can only check three up to three things at once? But the, the the thing is, is that it's just it's what it is. Is that these are things that are bolted on to oh, yeah. to keep expanding the game and like I mean you know I don't I don't mind that and I actually commend them for like they want to keep like making new crazy stuff for the game and you can do all kinds of crazy stuff like John hasn't even done the chalice stuff nope. like I mean I'm like looking for treasure for these things so it's kind of cool that there's that I just wish it was just a little bit more organized just a little bit because like because like it it only gets frust- that game only gets frustrating when you're kind of like I have no idea where the thing that I had because you get rewards all the time. They're just like, here's a whole bunch of shit, man. Here's and, all this. Stuff. And here's the thing: it only flashes on your screen for like three seconds, and then it disappears. And you're like, uh, what did I get? Oh god. Yeah. Oh, and then it overlaps itself sometimes. So you'll see a quest thing come up, but then all your rewards will pop up over it, yeah, and you're like, I don't know, cause man. Because <laughs> Destiny loves you. Right? Uh-huh. They just want to give you a million uh-huh. things. You're you're constantly destroying, dismantling everything oh, for yeah. parts uh-huh. because it's always giving you stuff. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's Destiny is the, Destiny Two is that game where you kinda have to just let it go. Yeah. Like if you're if you go into that game and you're just like, No, I have to like finish this quest before I move on to a thing or or no, I just don't understand why this worked or I don't know what I actually got. 
Like, is it going to be better? It's like, it may be, but you're also going to destroy it eventually. Like, so you just have to let all that stuff go. Like, I don't know what I got. Like, what was that last thing that flashed? I was doing something else. Mm. You just got to let it go. Because eventually, one, eventually you'll find it. Mm. And two, it's probably not that important because you'll find something just as good or better in about ten minutes. The only things that matter in that game, item-wise, are the exotic. Yeah. And apparently I am the luckiest man alive when it comes to those in this in this game. Yeah, you and Bryce are. I am not very lucky in other loot-based games, but this one apparently I have I rolled the jackpot. Because I keep getting random exotics to pop up while we're playing. And Dan and David are losing their goddamn minds when it happens. I, mean, I get more exotics from just a season pass yeah. and stuff. Because we bought the expansions. Because might as well. Nightfall I mean. and Shadow Keep. Or no, was it is it Shadow Keep and what was the previous uh, Forsaken. One? Forsaken, thank you. But uh, yeah, and then you just get the you get the, the the season pass, which is actually probably one of my favorite season passes I've interacted with. Because I get I get a lot of stuff, I get exotic stuff, and you get the Gates Lord Eye, mm-hmm. which I don't think you get if you don't have the season. The pass. artifact, yeah. yeah. The art and the artifact's cool because oh well, because we didn't even talk about like the whole overhaul they did to their gear system too. Like that yeah, was also a smart change. Lots of smart changes. It's just it's a it's a fun game to play. And I mean, like the other thing I'll say that's that's pretty cool is that so it is kind of crazy that like you don't have to play the the original campaign and in in a way it's kind of almost hidden like to to unlock it to to replay it or something like that. But it's kind of cool because it feels like it feels like especially me who has who has played through the campaign when it first came out. Now it feels like there's a passage of time that happened, mm-hmm. like the like the Red War finished. And now it's just a memory, and now we're doing other things. Yeah, because they're all called legacy content. That's yeah, how yeah. They refer to them. So. so, and it's really hard to find. Like you have to find the the ship buyer for some reason, the person who sells you ships. She has those legacy things. I don't know why. Why? Because doesn't make any sense why she has it. But but I mean, the flip side of that is that it's cool because there's a lot of like online games where you'll go in. And it doesn't matter if you got in there two years afterwards or two minutes after it launched. Like you're all starting from the same point, and there's there's nothing has ever happened. Yeah. Like when I when I when I started playing Elder Scrolls Online, I mean it was like four years after it initially launched. I'm doing the same exact content that anybody else who started it is is doing the same. Everybody content. was playing Final Fantasy fourteen, right? Like same yeah. thing. At this so point. I mean, in in a way, that's kind of cool that there's that like, hey, this is this is a new thing now. Yeah, I didn't start playing that. I didn't touch any of that legacy campaign stuff until maybe a week after we started playing. So, but I started. I played way too much of that game because it became like my one-stop shop of games. I have a Borderlands-esque experience. I have a. I have like a MMO um, dungeon dungeon crawling experience where yeah. I can go through a loot cycle with my friends in an instant dungeon. Yeah. And then I have like a exploring. Like I'm just by myself. Like I'm just gonna do stuff. And then I have a PvP. Yeah. Like satis- satisfy my Call of Duty itch yeah. and stuff. So it's and I will say like the one the the they add this is a mode they added like what two years into the cycle of the game like a year and a half maybe that gambit mode. Like, oh yeah, and then and then they have like a kind of like a MOBA PvP kind of kind of gambit mode thing, which is pretty cool because you don't have to be good at PvP to play in kind of a PvP mode. You just have to be occasionally ready to go against a human player who can yeah. invade you. So. Yeah, it's, it's like fun. it's like two teams, and then they're kind of like building up. They're they're charging up their base by killing people and bringing those 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 moats, yep. power cores, or whatever, 
you know, the MacGuffin into the base, right? And you can only carry so much. And if you die, you drop all you, you all of them. Yeah, get it's got a great risk reward thing to it. So. And then once you do that, you beat the you 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 spawn if you put enough, you spawn the boss and then you kill the boss and then you win. However, the other team is doing the same thing, and you can see their score. And there is a portal that one person from each team can can warp over to the other side and go and kill them. They, they get like thirty seconds to go and wreck house as much yeah. as they can. So you're killing them to try to deny them moats. Also, when the when, big boss is up, anybody who dies, um, the boss gets healed. Yeah. So like you know, like there's been a couple times where like you know we we sent somebody over because we're like we're behind. We need we need some time. You need to go kill people to heal the boss so we can race them to the end. And basically, like you know. Like our friend Bryce would go over and he's like, "Oh yeah, I killed like three guys," killed and then like, and then now we're leading them because yeah. their boss got healed up yep. and stuff. So it's actually a really cool and then mode. They're smart enough. Wanna... To, they're smart enough to also. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but they they're smart enough to make that the tension good, but not like extend those matches too long. Because at a certain like we've noticed this that. Early in the the boss fight, you're doing less damage, but the further along the match gets, the more damage you're doing to the boss. So they encourage like the the play to to, to the match to end faster than instead of dragging it out like a 45 minute Dota match could be, right? Yeah, it's actually a lot lot cooler than I thought it would. Yeah, I I was impressed, and I'm not usually a PvP person in any way. So, and even the Iron Banner I liked, and I was like, yeah, yeah it's like this is fun because it's a completely different type of PvP mode. It's it's fun because it's like is you're playing the same game. So you're doing all the same stuff that you normally do, but you're doing it in a kind of different mode. And yeah. it's it's fun because like so like so like the last Call of Duty that I bought last year's Call of Duty, I think Black Call Ops of Duty 4? just just happened. Yeah. Call of Duty just happened yeah, this week. Uh-huh. But last year's Call of Duty, they had all these modes. They had the they had the the PUBG mode. The they had mode. the zombie mode, and then they had the regular PvP like you know deathmatch mode. But there were three different things, so I was never playing my same dude. Yeah. So like this one, it's like oh we're just like hanging out. We're gonna do a dungeon. And it's like, hey, wait, what do we need to do now? It's like, well, I got to do some quests in the Crucible, which is the PvP thing. It's like, okay, let's just go there, and then we're we're, we're dressed. It's the same. my character <laughs> in the Crucible. Yeah, we just go. We just go to. It. So I get to use the guns I like to use. And yeah, it's to, pretty you know, cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who knew that we'd be talking about Destiny and that I was going to get more obsessed into it than I ever did? This is the fastest game that's ever gone to a hundred hours for me. Like you, I think I got to a hundred hours like in two weeks, which is kind of you had nuts. a couple. You had a couple of nights where it was. Uh, oh, there was a couple of nights where it was it was becoming <laughs> a problem. Like because like like these were work nights. It was becoming a problem where it was just like, oh, no. it's two o'clock. It's two a.m. Oh, no. Yeah, there was there was one night where I was just like. And I wasn't even tired. I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm just doing the thing. I'm doing the thing at 2.30. <laughs> no. <laughs> it wasn't even like, because usually, like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, maybe just another hour. Maybe another hour. I'll be a little tired. That's fine. Just a little hour. But this one was like 2.30. Holy shit, I thought it was 11 o'clock. <laughs> what happened? That was bad. I started gone. at I started at 9.30, and now it's 2.30. How the... Oh no! <laughs> that was bad. That was like time manipulation. Yep. So I'm actually glad this week I've kind of taken a little, Ding, a, little a little, pump the brakes a little. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot more than I haven't. I mean, other than last night, I haven't played that game for like three days. So yeah. it was pretty. It was pretty nice to kind of kick the habit. I haven't had a game like entrance me like that for a while. Um, and it's free to play, so why not? Like, hey, if you're, you know. But, but speaking of entrancing, yeah, um, in games that are that are old but new, we, we're playing. Uh, I think are we're all, all playing. Oh, yeah, playing he, 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 so I told Joe in my yeah. story, but I want to tell a story 
of why I have found an honest reason, true, this is partially because I have a problem with my computer, but an honest reason to not like the Epic Store. A real reason, not the bullshit ones, because everyone who bitches and moans, devs get more money. It's better for the devs to sell a game through the Epic Store. If you care about devs, do not complain about that. So, my computer will only let me download 14 gigs at a time. This is this is weird. My motherboard has a weird issue. I hit 14.1. This is a recurring theme with Kevin. Well, I've had a motherboard issue for for five years. But so when I download, once it hits 14.1, blue screen of death. So what I do is like when downloading a game on Steam or Epic, I will watch it when it gets, or I'll set a timer because you could set a timer and know about how long it's going to take. So then once it hits 14. Pause download, exit out from the launcher, reboot my computer, takes 20 seconds, reboot, open up the launcher again, continue download. Good to go. And usually I'm a little more conservative. It's like 8 gigs. I'll stop it there just so I play it safe. Yeah. And so 39.8 gigs later, I have the Outer Worlds on the Epic Store. Then I I finish up the 38 point, or 39.8 and it goes installing. And it says, when you look at the installing, downloading 19.8 or 19.2 gigs. And it's like, that's weird. Why is it downloading more? Because the total file size is 39.2 gigs or 39.8. Sorry. Whatever. It's 40 gigs. Sure. And it wants to download 20 more. That makes no sense. Is it that it's installing and just says downloading? No. My Wi-Fi meter, I could look at my Wi-Fi. It's downloading. And if you cancel that one before it finishes, and then you reboot your computer, come back, starts again at zero. <clears throat> I had to get a refund on the Epic Store for that game. I have to say, their refund method is kind of weird because you have to send an email to customer support. Even though they do the same check that Steam does and that the Windows Store does, they're all two weeks and two hours played or less. You have to wait on them. So then I went to the Windows Store. My computer had another problem, not quite related. I could not update ever since around April. Any of my Windows updates would fail. And I looked and it was a problem with a certain, like, certain hardware configuration started having issues with Windows updates. So I went to the Windows store. And I was like, I'm buying the Outer Worlds here. Maybe they'll do it smarter. And so I go there, I buy it. It won't let me install. It says you have no devices on this account that can use this. It's like, what the fuck are they talking about? This device can use it. Eventually, I found you have to scroll down. They don't make it clear. You scroll down, and it'll say your OS is out of date. So I went through trying to do an update, knowing it kept failing. But this is a different way. It's not through system update. It's through the Windows Store, which Microsoft is weird because... Like, there were some people having issues uh, when I was going through this. I was looking at why isn't it installing. And there are some people had issues where they're like, if it doesn't work on the Windows Store, you could try going to the Windows Store off of your Edge browser, or you could go to the Xbox Live Store, because each one has a chance of working when the other one doesn't, which is weird as fuck. But whatever. So I download the update and starts updating. Blue screens. 12% through the update. But I'm determined. Mm-hmm. I'm determined. 
Yeah. yeah. Reboot my computer. Right. I was like, I'm doing this again. I don't care. Just work. Goes through. Gets 12%. Gets 13 Gets to 14 And then sits at 14 for like an hour because that's how Windows Update works. Oh, yeah. For some reason, 14 is the magic percent. I mean, and then all of a sudden it goes up to 20 Reboots. And then wants to uh, check disk. It's like, whatever. You do whatever you want. I'm trusting you. And does check disk. Then reboots. And then it's going through the update. It gets to 55. Sits there. Because Microsoft loves having those. They're not real percentages. No. They're bullshit. I mean, that's everybody. It's like back in the day, the joke was Windows. Anytime Microsoft stuff got to 98% is when it was only about 10% done. But it goes through. Eventually it redoes it. And then I can install the Outer Worlds off of the Windows Store. And so, after about 10 gigs, stop it, reboot my computer. It starts up far quicker than the Epic Store did. The Epic Store wanted to confirm your whole download before it started re-downloading. Microsoft put a little, like, bookmark there and said, hey, we know you're at 10%. And starts again, goes through, get to 20, get to 30, get to 35, I don't want to push my luck. From 35 gets to 39.8. Instead going, now we're going to install and download some 19 gig bullshit. It goes, you want to play the game? You want to play? Because it's ready to play. I don't get why Epic wanted to download 20 gigs on top of the 40 gigs. Because also we live in a time of data caps. That's kind of bullshit when you're you're downloading 150% of a game. At least you're not downloading (laughs) Call of Duty Modern Warfare on the PC. So you played the, mm. you got it to boot. Oh yeah, the game boot's fucking beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Never blue screens during the game. No. Works beautiful. It is slightly heavy on my resources because despite the blue screens when it downloads, that's a weird bug my computer has. Other than that, I have a 1080 Ti. Yeah. I've got a i7. I think same one we we all have Everybody, the same yeah, CPU. We're all in the same generation of Intel processors. It does not want to run at Ultra. I didn't think that... Is there an Ultra setting? I don't there know. is Ultra. Okay. I, it, it went very high with me, and I'm like, this looks fine. I don't care. Yeah, I just did detect, did detect and it was just um, a high. Yeah, yeah when I did... There is an Ultra. When I did detect... It, I mean, I could probably... I haven't tested bumping it. I was just like, this looks good. Yeah, that game's not very... The know. default... That game's more optimized than most Obsidian games, but that's yeah. not an optimized game. Yeah, the default is ultra high, and when you click optimize or detect, for me it goes ultra high for some, but we're going to drop to high on others. So I kept it ultra high on everything. I was like, I've got a 1080 Ti for fuck's sake, and you're only, you're running it works. 1080, right? Or do you have a? Do you have no, a, I've got a 4K. A oh, you got a 4K monitor? Yeah. Okay. And it's sure. yeah. it's the first game I played where like there are some hitches, and it's not like. Constant hitches, it's like when you first load into a scene, the first move of the camera is pure jank, and then smooth. So it's, I mean, it's obsidian. It's not perfectly optimized. I I mentioned this with Control, like the fact that I had the weird hitching whenever I would unpause the menu in that game that Jeff Bacalar talked about on the the Beastcast. He talked about that after I had had that experience. And I also solved it before he said the way he solved it, which was to turn VSync on, which I don't know why that fixed it, but it magically fixed that that crazy hitching issue that I had in that game. Well, you synced all the Vs. But I have a monitor that doesn't need Vs. 
Yeah, but you had to sync those Vs. Yeah, but like your card is like a year old by now, right? My card's oh my video card. Yeah, it's a 1080. It's last gen. Yeah. Yeah, it's still a year old. These are new games now. Yeah. Like so, they're they're trying to they're probably future proofing a bunch of stuff. That's why the detect stuff isn't saying ultra Mm -hmm. because like this is this is probably for future stuff. Are there rays that are being traced? I'm guessing. I I don't know, but I mean, yeah, we're we're all our stuff is old now. Older, yeah. We're, we're our the stuff is old. My stuff is years. my stuff is like three years old right yeah. now. So like, I mean, when I put detect and it just said high, I was like, okay, that's fine. I'm not gonna try to bump it to to ultra because I know it's not ultra anymore. It was ultra three years ago. You're not plus ultra anymore. I'm you? not. I'm not ultra anymore. I'm I'm old, and See, all of our stuff is old. Too it's bad last the last gen now. Uh, yeah. Too bad 2080 Ti is like. That's why. That's fucking insane prices. That's why, that's why I've been looking at CyberPower PC and going, it's time. It might be time, Doug. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Get on the World, train again. <laughs> Sorry. Outer World is, is pretty cool. It's, it's, um. It's, it's definitely strange. from the people who made New Vegas. It's strange. So, like, it's really like, it's really like a Fallout uh-huh. game <laughs> in a lot of respects. Um, but what's, so what's funny, right? So, like, I was thinking about this last night when I was playing it, and then the character interaction, and then just all of this kind of stuff. And uh, the, the coolest thing that I like is that uh, your speech <laughs> skills also give you uh, bonuses or passives in, in combat. So if you have a high enough persuade persuade skill or... Oh, yeah, you could pretty much shout out, like, yeah. you know... Uh, they don't actually shout Yeah, it doesn't they, actually do but it, but it whatever. says in story. But, but this is actually... I mean, I don't remember a thing, another game with stuff like this, no. other than... I think there was... I forget which game it was, but there is an RPG. It might have been one of the pillars or that type of... That type of... Uh, Infinity Engine Infinity style Infinity Engine game. style game, where I think... Um, either lie could be used to faint, yeah. meaning to give you yourself extra extra um, AC because it would you know you're basically fooling your opponent. Um, but yeah, so like actually having um, stuff that is charm and intelligence kind of skills help with general combat is really cool. Yeah, yeah all and- of your skills apply, all of your stats apply across the board. So like strength has an effect. In dialogue, because you can intimidate more if you're a big, tough-looking motherfucker. Because that was always the thing with the um, modern Fallout games and modern uh, Elder Scroll games. You would you would be like, yeah, it'd be really cool to be like really persuasive. But ninety, you know, eighty percent of that game, you're not, you're never using that skill. And then a lot of times it doesn't come up in 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 a thing, mm-hmm. right? So you're just kind of like, ah. Eh. Like, you know, do I really want to um, use points here when it when most of the time I'm not even using them, right? And it's pretty cool that that's, that's a thing that they at least thought of and they had at least some kind of solution. So I, I, what, how I feel about this game, and I really like it. I, I really, I'm, I was like, 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 like last night and this morning I was just like, man, this is fucking good. Because Obsidian's just good. I mean, besides any of the other gameplay stuff, Obsidian's just good writers, right? Yeah. And then, they make fun games. Yeah, and then there's, 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 like, they have like a good dark humor where it's not, it's dark. Like some shit is really dark if you really think about like, but it's like, not grim dark. Right? It's not grim dark. Yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not edgy. It's it's um, it's nihilistic almost. Like or uh, yeah, it's it's fun nihilistic, pessimistic, which is you what know. you kind of think about the Fallout games, yeah. right? It's a fun nihilistic kind yeah. of uh, view of things. But yeah, what I was thinking, uh, I was thinking, it's like yeah, this is. I liked Fallout Four, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like be here and act like I didn't like that game because I played like 
70 something hours of it and i spent a lot of time in the in the bases and stuff but at the end of that game i was like okay i don't need a fallout 5 to look like this anymore right yeah because like as much as fallout 4 was 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 cool and i liked i liked some of the stuff that was in fallout 4 i mean i even i even came around with that my guy can actually talk and that's kind of cool and it, it, your guy doesn't talk in outer worlds and that's that's to me that's fine mm-hmm. and it's probably a budget thing i yeah. think oh yeah um but like but like you know whatever right but like the the improvements that they made in fallout 4 were not were not like oh man i can't wait for another game like this it was more kind of like okay i really hope that the next fallout, fallout game is gonna really build something like not completely different i mean not fallout 76 <laughs> i was going to say we talked about this when the game came out like the thing that bothered me the most about that game was that it it didn't feel like your actions mattered as a character that, in that, that universe. Too. And this game, it definitely feels like they're trying to emphasize that you're... At least from the beginning, yeah. From, that, right the, from the, the first area, it feels like your your choices are going to matter in the scope of this I, world. I like how even the small things might not matter in the big scale, but even in the, like, the dialogue you are currently in, if you're wearing, like... Oh, yeah, they freak the, the fuck out. The armor of the raiders the or whatever. Marauders, the, yeah. the marauders, yeah. yeah. The, like, one guy went, you know, my advice, you might want to change your clothes because people are not going to take nice to a marauder walking through town. No, I went to this guy who was, like, talking to himself, and he seemed like he needed help because he was, like, sick with the plague. And I was like, hey, what's up? And he started screaming at me. He was like, oh, I'll give you anything you want. Take all the money. I don't care. And I was just like, whoa, I'm not a marauder. He's like, oh, you're dressing like one. You look like one. Well, I'm, I'll just, like, one of the crazy things, like, when we talk about the 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 multiple avenues to like make decisions there's a there's a dumbass side quest where it's like you talk to a guy and he's like get me some medicine i'm sick but you get you get that quest from him you walk out the door and there's another person who's like hey i overheard what you were saying there why don't you give the medicine to me instead oh i didn't even get that oh i got i got the medicine Uh and i went and i talked to the guy because i didn't even have that quest i was just looking that's the guy who was like you're gonna rob me okay so i went i went no i'm not gonna rob me he's Uh just like oh okay well like i'm like super sick so could you like like stop bothering me i was like oh i have this medicine oh you must have already had it. and i just gave it to him no yeah i just walked out and then that was that was the end of well I, I also intimidated him to give me a lot more, more money. money yeah. He's like, oh, I'll give you some money. I was like, kind of not enough. Maybe I won't give you this this medicine. He's like, whoa, I hired you for that. And I was just like, you no, hired you didn't. a second ago. And two, I already have it. So you're going to give me all the money in your house. And he was like, fine, this is all the money I have. And I was so, like, cool, bye. So <laughs> after you talked to that second person, I was like, okay, here's the moral conundrum. You've got this choice. Do you give it to the guy who's sick? Or do you give it to the lady who's like, you shouldn't give it to him. He's a bad person. It needs to go back to the company. But no, she wanted to. Or, she wanted it for herself. But no, there, then there's the third option. So I did all a bunch of stuff. I got that medicine, and then you had mentioned talking to the constable in the city. Yeah. And I had never talked to the constable before. So Which I told, is a hilarious conversation. It's a very funny conversation. If you haven't talked to talk to the constable. I, I'm too busy doing side yeah, quests. Yeah, you should talk to well, the constable because that's this, going too much on the a, quest You're gonna get a side quest from that. So just I'll talk just, to the constable. Yeah. Just just the opening dialogue is really yeah. funny the way she talks all I know is the guy who won the medicine the barber I like the conversations with him because oh it wasn't the barber I was talking to it was just one of the citizens who wanted the medicine what's his citizen I, I look I so, gave it to him I didn't is, even do any no, of this that. Is, so so I like I said I, I go someone I, wants I, I have those two people who are like <laughs> don't hey, rob me <laughs> two people are like hey give you know yeah, give, yeah, give yeah. me the medicine or give me the medicine but as I, when I once I finished talking to the constable when I came back to turn in a bounty 
uh, one of the side quests, it was like the other option came up this time because I had the medicine. And it's like, I found this medicine. Here it is. So you have three different options available to you for that one side quest that... Like, I don't, I'm sure, like, if I give it to her, it's going to affect my standing with the, the city and the co- the corporation. I don't know what it's going to do with the other two people. So I, I was just like, I don't know who to turn this into. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's... Have any of you got, have you been caught stealing? No. I got caught stealing early on. Oh, yeah? So I was in the sick house, mm-hmm. you know, where they're quarantining everyone with the plague, which sounds a lot like the flu. Yes. But if you have a high medical skill, your yeah. character goes, this just sounds like the flu. Yeah, I have high medical. Yeah. But just anyone, like there's one person you talk to who's like, that just sounds oh, like yeah. the flu. So I've just never been to that plague. I saw a saying where it's like, I can't really, I'm trying sneak for this, but it's up too high to click on while I'm crouched. I'm just going to stand up. I'll try taking it real quick. I have a quick save. I already saved. And right then, somebody comes up to me. And it's like, okay, here's the big question. Is this going to be a good experience? Or is this going to be fucking Skyrim? Skyrim where you ever steal anything in a Bethesda game, it all goes to shit, no matter how minor it is. We were talking about this this morning. So I stole something. It's a pretty minor thing. And woman comes up to me, and she's like, what the hell is going on here? Like, she didn't immediately attack me. Yeah. She immediately goes, what are you doing? fucking explain yourself. Yeah. I just did, like, a um, a uh, intimidate going, I have no idea. I don't think anything just happened. And she goes, fine, whatever. I don't give a crap. And just goes, you should be careful. Your faction just got hit a little bit. It shouldn't take, it shouldn't be the worst in the world, but over time, these will build up, so be mindful of them. Oh. Uh, and that was cool. That's like, all right, that's how stealing should be. It shouldn't be, okay, you took same, you took a cigarette pack, I'm now going to fucking open thermonuclear war on you. Um, speaking of the faction stuff, I have a faction status right now that is listed as confused. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was very funny for like a instead of it saying like neutral, it's like we don't know what to think of you. Yeah, I you're mean, kind of an odd it's duck. Obsidian's kind of like calling card if you've ever played. if you've even played like their recent games, like oh, yeah. they're just they they deal with the moral gray stuff very well and they're kind of like they're more interested in like not a dual system of like this is good or bad, but more Paragon kind of, like, Renegade. Yeah, but more kind of like oh, um, what's you know what's actual reactions to this kind of thing? Like what's what's the possibilities? And, and that's, also, that's fun because I mean it gives you a little nervousness because you actually don't really know what's actually going to happen and what's good or bad. And and that's I think that's a good good thing to have. Yeah, it basically tells you like both either choice is going to have consequences yeah like there's gonna be like something negative no matter what you choose like if you choose a this this these people are gonna be negatively affected if you choose b these people are gonna be negatively affected so you gotta make that choice if you want to proceed there is no perfect outcome just like life i mean it's hard to do something where everyone's going to agree with you hope that i get the point if i get you know if you get high enough level you can get to a point where you are able to affect something like that. In you know, I, I know that they're famous for their notoriously gray stuff, but it would be nice to smatter in something like that into a game, like where you know the fact that your character is becomes a god basically should be able to you know affect things the way that technically a, a god would, right? Yeah. No. Okay. I don't know. Huh? 
One thing I do have to say is I like the fact I've had a lot of dialogue options to yeah. get extra <laughs> rewards yeah, and yeah, shit. Like, for everybody. Again, again, like, it's just, it's so, it's nice that, like, within, like, a few minutes of the game, you don't feel bad that you're, like, specking into non-combat stuff. Yep. Yeah, that's how I usually feel on a lot of these is great. I, like, so when I did this, kept the strength at its base level. I think I kept, I bumped everything else up one and i bumped up intelligence two something like that so primarily i want to be somebody who could talk and sneak and that type of shit usually at least early game on like bethesda games you get hurt by doing that you need at least something where you're mindful of combat and like the skills I picked early on, like I was aiming for the the charm type of skills and the intelligence type of skills and the sneaky skills. I never felt punished for that. So far, I have felt at level one up through I'm now level three, almost four, I want to say. I have felt the whole time like, no, this this is a way to play the game. I'm, I think I'm up to like level seven or eight right now. And the... Um... One of the interesting things that I've noticed, and it's kind of weird because I'm playing on normal, Dan's playing on hard, but we both, both, Dan, Dan has found that the combat is not, you were mentioning, like, you, you've not been challenged, you said? Like, after the first, yeah, like, at all? Like, or now? Well, you said you were sneaking up to guys and one-shotting them. Oh, yeah, in that one, in that one dungeon. Oh, okay. Because there's, there's a bunch of stuff to hide under. Okay. But if you go out in the open. Okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Oh no! Yeah, the the actual like instanced areas or whatever the the you know separate room places where it's like an indoor full fledged indoor stuff. Yeah, you can sneak around and just in like kind of one shot people. Although I was trying to do that in the in the thermoelectric plant mm-hmm. and uh, and I was not able to do that. Okay, but like but yeah, out in the open like fucking five marauders is 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 a thing. Yeah. I have to be like super. Actually, the worst guys. Are the big ape primal dudes? I fought a group of those last night. Yeah. Those were no joke, man. Yeah, I fought three of them where they're the big guys, and then like there was like two of the smaller ones where they kind of look greenish, and like they're fucking terrifying on hard because they have a they have a way of getting uh, well one closing the distance really quickly, um, and they have some kind of rock throwing yeah. ability that like makes this yeah it's awful and hard. Okay, no hard is still hard. It's just I was I was getting, okay. I was no, getting really yeah, good yeah. into one 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 space. That was my confusion. Hardest, hardest, hardest. Tough. But but the sneaking abilities actually do seem really effective in this, which is I yeah, like a it's, lot. What well, what's also cool is that everything seems. I mean, at least right now, very kind of uh, very clear. Right, so when you level up skills, they're like, when you get to twenty, this is what you get, and it's actually pre- it's actually a pretty good explanation, especially coming from Destiny, which is kind of very kind of vague. Yeah, Destiny's like, hey, this kind of recharges your melee ability. I, I how I, so? I, dis- I got discipline. I got more discipline. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if you like, if you like, crouch and shoot this gun and hit a guy, it becomes more stable. What does that fucking mean? I I like how this will even yeah. tell you like. If you level up, you know what? I'm going to um, one-handed, or I'm going to like um, long guns or whatever. It has a percentage that's even going to say, "Hey, your percentage of damage is going up this much." Yeah. So it's like, cool. I am seeing exactly what I'm doing. 
Thank you. And I like that you can't leave that screen unless you click apply and you have applied the, yeah. the point. Oh, yeah. It's you like, try and leave. It goes, we're going to discard this shit. Yeah. Just saying. And, like, what's what's cool? So, like, what's cool that knowing, like, where each of the points where it's, like, I get a new additional uh, passive to a skill that I'm that I'm ranking up. And I like that they're in just groups of three because then then I don't have to pick a bunch of stuff. I just I just like, oh, I just want to equip blah, blah, these, blah, blah. these three things yeah. are all related, blah, blah, blah. But, like, it's cool because you can kind of plan out. It's like, okay, next level, I know I'm going to get 10 skill points so I can level this up to the next the next tier. I'm eight then, away on hack from being able to yeah, get I'm prohibited eight items. So I'm eight on that, and then I'll give two on the next one so that the next, the next level, I'll have 10, and then I can get it to the next. But you know what else is also really good about that screen is that they show you your modified skill as well. Yeah. Based on yeah. what you're wearing. Like, no games really do that. And it's like, yeah. oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for actually showing me, like, what my actual skill is versus what the, what you, what my base skill is as well. Like, showing me both. Yeah. So, so it's, that, it's, you know. it's really cool. And, you know, a lot of these type of games, like the Bethesda, like, open world game, like, I, I never, for the most part, use companions. Actually, I only ever use companions in Fallout 4 because I needed somebody to carry my stuff. Yep, pack and mules. That's, yeah, that's just basically. And what they the literally dog... say that in the companion menu on this one that's too. That's just what the they dog go, is. like. Hey, they carry. More, they help you carry more. Yeah, that's just what the dog was. Yeah. And like, and also, I like putting a little scarf on him, and yes. he was pretty. He was really nice. Yep. Um, but so the thing with this is like, granted, it's also what three, four years after Fallout 4, right? Yeah. But like, again, this is what I wanted to see, like in the next Fallout game. So your companion is constantly talking to you, yeah. right? And not in an annoying way, um, like remarking what you're doing. Like I went into a bathroom and she was she was uh, Pavrati, the, the first yeah, companion yeah. that you get, or yep. at least the first companion I got. Yeah. She was just like, "Hey, if you're going in there." I'll just wait outside. Yep. Just like, just random stuff like that, right? And then one time, um, like, like, you know, like I was breaking into the thing and she was just like, oh, I don't know if we should be doing this, but just like, you know, small little quips and they're not really annoying and she's not always saying stuff. So it's just, it's, it's kind of cool like that. And like, she, she is open to talking a couple times, like already, like you don't have to wait a long time to do a bunch of requests. And then suddenly she's just like, now let's have a conversation. Their friendship level is at 70. You can now have a better conversation. There's that one thing that too, but Conversely, from opposite of what Fallout 4 is, I like that she doesn't have her own inventory because I don't have to manage another fucking thing. Just she, her weapon and Just her, her armor. weapon and her armor. Yeah. And, like, that's all I have to do, and I can set her... And it's very, very simple to set her to aggressive or defensive and tell her what to what to shoot, what to not. And it's cool when she gets a class ability. It's, I don't know how you get the other class ability because it's mentioned that there's two, but yeah. I only have one right now. But it's it's cool that it's very easy to kind of do. Like, fucking... Con- like, I mean, granted, Skyrim was a long time ago, but, like, having a Skyrim companion was really awful because they would either not do anything and not be effective. And she's actually kind of cool to the point where... Like, there is a perk or something. I yeah. forgot. There's a perk that's like, you get 50% of the XP on their kills. And More, then I yeah. started thinking, like, wait, am I not getting XP on her kills? Uh-huh. I'm going to put you back in the ship. These are my, this is my yeah. XP. And then I'm going to take the perk that means I travel alone. Yeah. <laughs> but, like... You KSing like, bitch! But, like, for most of the time in these games, I really dislike having somebody else. And, and this... And, like, I was even going into this game, I was like, okay, well... Seems like you get a lot of companions, and I'm not going to level up the leadership or inspiration, so I don't really fucking care. So, but like, okay, fine, I'll just try it out. And then to the point where I was leading, I was I was leveling up that leadership stuff because I want to get her skill, which is actually kind of useful. Her skill's great. Yeah, and like so, like that's pretty cool. Like I was I, like like I 
I played maybe about four hours of this game, and like every every single moment, I've been ki- kind of impressed yeah. about like the little changes. It's it's funny because uh, I was I, I mentioned this Dan this morning as I was playing, I came to the realization because the way that the health works in this is that you basically have an inhaler oh, yeah. and you just throw ingredients into it so that whenever you pop that an inhaler, you get the benefits of whatever's yeah, in yeah. there, and so. I had a, I had a bunch of ingredients, like a bunch of. Food. I didn't know that that was a thing too. That was fun. Yeah, so like was, it was just I just thought the inhaler just healed you, and then no, it's whatever shit you well, throw in. That. So like you look in the you look on the health thing, right? And it's like one, two, three, four, and then some of them are locked depending on your, your medicine thing, right? skill. So yep. like I put another thing on there, and I'm like, I thought that was a quick use thing. So how do I use number two? I want to use this health regen thing. It's like no, that's just when you inhale, you just put you just you just put both of those things in your in your in your body. Somehow I'm just, putting bread into my body yeah, when I'm using a brain of salmon or whatever yep but like no that's uh that's that's cool I like that so but getting back to that I can't wait to unlock the other slot getting back to that um I realized this morning because I had a bunch of food and I had a bunch of food items that specifically grant you uh like a huge health regeneration bonus like oh, for you know a couple minutes but my character, I, I spec'd him really high in a couple of things, but I did below average in, in, a, in a few of them. So, like, my strength is below average, and also my temperament, which temperament affects, if you go below average, you don't get passive health regeneration. So, all of that food that I was eating and le- putting into slots occasionally was doing jack shit for me, because my z- a 200% bonus to zero is Dude. still zero. <laughs> so, now I have to realize... All of that stuff is worthless for me unless there is some way in this game, and I don't know if there you is. You can respect, I, yeah, or you if, can respect your attributes, not, or if not there's your, a way to a way to like get I'll a bonus to that. Here. Like if yeah. there's something that'll allow me to eventually. Well, has anybody gotten uh, uh, flaws yet? Because I, I haven't gotten a flaw. No. I had one pop. It was like, do you want this flaw? And I looked at the flaw, and I'm like, nah. So I, you can decline it, which is great. So. I've, I've already. I've already, like, I'm playing on hard, and I've already, like, um, convinced myself, and I hope I ring through with this, that I'm going to accept any flaws that I get. I haven't gotten one yet, but, like, I'm playing on mostly, like, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll put up another save file, but usually in these games, like, by now I'd have, like, 80 save files. Right now I have, like, three save files, and I'm just quick saving, and I'm just, like, I'm just going to deal with whatever consequences, unless it's completely crazy. Yeah. Almost hardcore mode. Yeah, almost hardcore mode. I, I really, so, I mean, I'm already thinking about the next playthrough because I'm mostly playing like a, I'm a scientist. Uh, I have the hacking stuff, I have the lock picking stuff, and then um, the persuade stuff. So I'm like doing that half, and then I'm already convincing myself like the next playthrough is going to be the barbarian. Whatever. But the yeah. thing that's good the is ranger, that basically ranger mode in Fallout New Vegas. The thing that I like is that like you were mentioning, we mentioned at the top the fact that even though I didn't put any points into combat stuff, like I had a low strength. I yeah, you don't feel useless. Your character still in combat can still like handle what he needs to handle. So, like when I'm sneaking around and I sneak attack a guy, I'm still able to take them out without like, alerting other people. I like that there's only three ammo type. Yeah, remember all the fall. All Although the fall it is weird at first because yeah, at weird. first I was like, okay, I got a grenade launcher. Wait, heavy ammo? Same ammo as my hunting rifle? What? Mm. Yeah. My well, shotgun can, is the same as my well, pistol. And even better than that, though, is that you can get mods for that stuff to change what ammo type it's going to use, yeah. which is cool. 
Um, yeah, it's cool. The mod system is pretty cool. Pretty it's cool. very simple. I also like the 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 tinker system. Yeah, you so can keep you, upgrading. You can keep upgrading if you. Yeah, it's like putting really a plus like. one on your weapon. And it just it all it costs is money. Like it doesn't yeah. cost any weird materials or any fucking. You, I don't gotta find a legendary shard so they can upgrade this this piece of equipment. I mean, yeah, you know, I like that I don't have to pick up everything. I do pick up a lot. Of, like, you yeah. still pick up a lot of stuff. I, we've been not, trained, but it's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same as it picking up a bunch of spoons and a bunch of staplers and just having this in my backpack because I'm a hoarding ass. One other I, tip, if you are a hoarder, make sure you pick up the ability to break stuff down in your inventory yeah. directly because you're going to want to do that yeah, a lot. You get, you get more stuff if you break it down at the at the workbench and then there's also a thing where if you break it down at the... there's a I think one of the skill levels... You can, oh, yeah. When you break it down in your workbench, you might you might get mods. A mod out of it, yeah. Um, but in the field, it's a lot... I, 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 is there a box in your ship? Yes. Okay, good. I have to and do that because I have like... Mm-hmm. All of I have like one type of each weapon, and I'm just like I might want to use these later. But, I'm the same but, way. But okay, but I'm running out of I'm space the same right now, way. so uh, I have to go put this in the uh-huh. box. Somewhere. That's what I did. I got to the ship finally, and I'm like, all right. Right before I logged off today, I was like, all right, all you weapons that I don't use currently, but I might want to try out someday, y'all go in the box. Grenade launcher in the box. You weird machine gun in the box. I just want to say one thing. I really enjoy. I pick up something. It's not mine. It doesn't have a red mark yep. on it, so I can't sell it. Because yep. who the fuck is going to know my hunter rifle yep. versus the one I got from a Ravager versus one I took from some dude's desk? So, They're so, all the fucking same. So um, has anybody done the... Have, have all of us done the quest where uh, there's the... Have you, you met the, the, the village north, the deserters? Not yet. Okay, never mind. I've, I've been just doing never side quests we'll, like, man. We'll just talk about I it. just finished but the Grave Divert quest. I'll just, I'll just quest. say that, like, that this, was, yeah. this is not even revealing anything. I just, I had an NPC react to me, actually. No, I was right. Yeah, somebody did catch me stealing, but it was at a marauder camp, and it was a marauder who wasn't actually <laughs> fighting me, right? So I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm just looking around. I was like, oh, I probably have to talk to that person, but I'm going to talk to you later. I'm going to loot all this stuff, okay? We'll I'm be, like, looting, right looting. And then I go to a, a thing, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll just pick this lock. And then she ran up, like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and I was just like, you better step away. And she was like, okay. <laughs> But it was just so funny. I was just like, hey, I was going to talk to you. See it? <laughs> so I ran over there. I ran over there after this because she went back to her spot. I ran over there. I was like, so, hey, I was looking for you. <laughs> See, I played this. <laughs> I played Metal Gear Solid Five too recently. So before I go in anywhere, I have, like, my hunting rifle looking down the scope to spot every person I can. And it's like, if I see Marauder, guess what? This scope is aimed right at their head. Let's yeah. do it. The one, the one thing I'll say is that... Oh, I have one thing. Many of the... But the, the last thing I'll say um, that I was thinking about is that it's really cool, and I agree with the Giant Bomb guys, it's really cool that this this feels like those kind of games, but it's really focused, right? Like, there's side quests, and then you can kind of get, like, a little lost, but not on the same scale. Like, I can play this game for, like, like an hour or two hours, like before you came, like I, we we watched My Hero Academia, and then I I played it for like an hour, and I felt satisfied because I got enough done in that hour. Whereas like if you play like Fallout Four or Elder Scrolls, like you have to like make sure you have like three hours, or else you're never getting anything done. Or put a fucking waypoint on and go straight to yeah. that. Because and but that's also not the fun of those games, yeah. right? So it's it's really fun that they, like this this first planet is actually pretty small. At first, I was like, oh, I don't know. 
Like, this feels too small. But it's it's still small, but, like, it feels really focused. Conversely, though, like, I kind of miss the, 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 like, oh, man, I'm setting out. Like, I don't know where I'm going, and I'm going to find, like, random stuff. And you do still find random stuff here. There's, like, some there's some secret stuff that I've stumbled into. Well, I mean, I don't know, secret, but just kind of out-of-the-way stuff. So, I don't know. It's, a, it's like a... It's like I miss, like, as big as the world stuff can be, but that's also problematic because I find myself, like, not doing anything, just kind of looting some random encampment that, I that like, has no bearing on anything. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I kind of like this direct, directness right now, at least. They both have merits because it's like, the way I think about it is, like, Fallout 4, the glowing sea, that area was so empty of anything when you'd find something, it was kind of cool, but that took up, like, almost, it felt like probably 20% of the map was the glowing sea, and there were, like, six places there. So, it, you know, wandering through that just felt so empty, but at the same time, like, Fallout 3, you go that upper right civilization, I forget what it was, it's named, it's, everyone had the same name. Yeah. It's, like, Bill. Dave. Or Dave. Dave. Republic of Dave. Yeah, when you get up there, and it's, like, there, you do not have to go there, but holy yeah, there's no fuck. there's no quest leads you there. There's yeah. a quest in there, but there's no quest. Nothing leads, leads there. you there, but when you get there, you're like, yeah. holy shit, this place is fucking awesome. random Lovecraft building. Yeah. Yeah, the Lovecraft building in Fallout 3. It's just like, this is really cool. So that's really fun when you stumble into stuff like that. But the and, wide open can also be very yeah, like, pointless. I just remember a lot of times just being like, man, I didn't actually do any of the stuff I wanted. And I have too much loot. And I and then uh, it's just going to take a long time. But like, but like, as long as you kind of like settle into like this loop. And it's and it's cool because like those Fallout games is really like combat focused. Not to say that there's not a lot of combat in this game. There is a lot of combat. But like from the get-go, they're like, hey, here's fucking like three other options because you have like enough persuasion, lie, and intimidate. The thing I think... Also, is cool about the combat stuff is they you know they use a time slowdown effect like yeah. Fallout Four, but also based on what you've upgraded, like what your weapons you've upgraded, they each have different effects. Like mm-hmm. when you're hitting people in specific locations, which I think is really cool. Yeah, and then when you upgrade that the um, the the like I upgraded the long guns a little mm-hmm. bit just to get to like twenty thing, and it will say like a bunch of stuff on the yeah. enemy when you're under when you're in the slowdown thing. Yeah. It gives you, like, a lot of stuff about them. And I like... I, but I do love that it actually displays to you exactly where you're aiming when you're in that, what it'll do to the character as it well. It does feel really like cool. the, the, the shooting is a lot more responsive than, than those games typically are. Yep. So, yeah, I think we all like the Outer Worlds yeah, a bit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I really like... I really like it's... I, the writing is just good. I think the biggest shame of the game, like... I forgot entirely is coming out until like a week ago. Like that game. Like I've been waiting, but I didn't know it's like oh, yeah. when it. I didn't know it's coming out yesterday until a week ago. I thought it's like probably middle of November and or hey, something. If you're, if you're wanting to give it a try, Game Pass is only a dollar. You can sign up for a dollar and play the Outer War, Outer Worlds. Probably finish it in the month. And, yeah, finish it in the month that you have. And then play a bunch of other stuff if you'd like. So. Yeah, I like this game so much that I have it on Game Pass. I might just buy it regularly. Yeah. Because, like, I'm just, like, I just want them to, like, I just want Obsidian to keep making games. Yep. 
I mean, I know they're going to keep making games. They're, they're owned pretty, by Microsoft. They're pretty fine. Give Microsoft that money. They're damn. pretty okay right but now. I hope, but I'm just, I hope they make more of this yeah, type of game. Yeah, because this is, this is like, it's not, it's not a hundred percent, it's, there's hundred, it's not like super revolutionary. There's like not a lot of stuff that's really different going on in this game than other games. Well executed. But it's, it's refined. really well executed. And then a lot of the small little tweaks are really, are really fun and different enough where it's like, this, this feels really cool. It's like watching, you know, it's like a master doing something yeah. where, you know, anyone can make this type of game, but they know how to just I mean, make yeah, it fun. Know, honestly, like, if the next Elder Scrolls is just Skyrim in a different part of that world, I'd, I'd still play it just because I just yeah. want to play another one you of them. You like that world. But I would, be, I, would be, I would be, I mean, half of me would be disappointed that I'm just doing the same stuff. Bethesda needs to bring something new to their game. This feels a lot of stuff is different. It's funny you talk about, like, them being at the pinnacle of this, like that's kind of how I feel about the Destiny, like the Bungie shooting and their like their their level design and like their world design. Yeah. Like that was one of the things that impressed impresses me most about that game. Other than just being you know generally very well, Bungie has fun. the best um, uh, uh, sky maps and backgrounds of anything. Like yeah. it's fucking it's stupid. When you go in, there's this the the new uh, the moon stuff, the Shadow Keep. There's this one thing because like there's this pyramid that's in the moon and when you go there i don't know how they do it they do some kind of technical like fucking chicanery but they somehow can make those areas look extremely big and you know in your logic part of your mind that that's actually not rendered like yeah. it's the, the space is not really rendered this is not actually a huge room but i don't know what they do because of how you move and how that thing kind of shifts a little bit like I don't know what it is, but it's it's well, it's the, the best of it's the best in anybody. It's, su- anybody it's super does. good about like like even like they know where your character is going to be looking. They're really good about messing with the like yeah. the, the the framing. So the way you enter that area is very like they have you going through like roundabout in some caves and stuff. But the way it's like slowly presented to you, mm-hmm. like you turn that corner as if you know in a movie, like you would see a character walk around the corner and then see the big like open like yeah, it's it's kind of like. You know, there's kind of like a like a through line with outer outer worlds where like you kind of you kind of know how the butter or how the butter how, how the, the bread is being made. Mm-hmm. You kind of you you know because you played a lot of these games. Like you know, like hey, Destiny, this is what you're doing, right? But it's like how they do it is, and they pull it off even in outer worlds is like with a really good flair or whatever. Yeah, like when you first crash land on the planet and they have you slowly like go down that that path. And then you come upon the ship in the big opening. Yeah. And, you know, that's like... I, I love... I love that the doctor is just like, hey, you're going to meet this guy. He's a smuggler. He's he's really cool. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you'll, you'll love He'll him. He'll take and you to his like, ship. Oh, it's like, good. And I, I seriously, my reaction, like, I played that opening, like, launch night. Or I was expecting I was like, Han Solo be well, out there or something. I was actually shit. like, oh, great. One of these kind of Right. It, it's going to be what's his name from Nicely Old Republic, oh. or it's going to be Cade from uh, Destiny. Destiny yeah. And then, like, you get out and you, you get <laughs> out and you look down, and your fucking shuttle like crashed on him. And you're all just like, I like that the scientist is like, I told him to plant the beacon and walk, walk away. away. <laughs> Don't stand. Don't hold the beacon. And I, I really like the way that the AI computer on the ship is like. You, oh yeah! How it's like how it logics itself into just following your orders. No, it's like because it doesn't have give to a stay. shit. 
Yeah. You are. Hawthorne. You have to be Captain Hawthorne. Yeah. For me to follow your orders, you have to Just, be Hawthorne. You have to say that you are Hawthorne. Say that you, you must are be Captain Hawthorne. <laughs> I was playing a little dumb. I was like, oh, so no, weird. I'm not. I think I kind of want to play a dumb character next time just to see those. I dumb, heard the dialogue choices. The dialogue if choices you're dumb, because they did the ex. I saw them do it in the the giant bomb ex, and I was like, oh, that looks like it'd be really yeah. fun. Because they no game has ever really done that kind of stuff. Like, they did it a little in the fog. A l- very little. Like, yeah. But, you could be a really dumb guy, and also sometimes the dialogue would change if you're really drunk. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, but I don't think they did a like, completely like the yeah. whole game that. So yeah, I mean, in the end, it, it really feels it feels the same way as when I played Fallout Fallout Three and Fallout New Vegas, where it's just like, oh man, there's like so much stuff, so much stuff to learn, and I can't wait to play. This is a new adventure. Yeah, this is a new adventure, and uh, I think the last thing I'll say about the aesthetic wise that's really cool. Like they're they're using colors that a lot of people, a lot of games don't use these colors like this weird purple violet kind of stuff that's just kind of all over bioluminescent that's purple really and, cool yeah. like there's a lot of like, like orange orange rust tinge but not like in a i'm trying to make it look grimy but like the grass is like this weird orange violet kind and of. and it's not orange like how everything has to be orange and blue yeah. oh and also it's the, I, I really i really like how it how it looks they're using the whole palette yeah also the the subtle uh when you're stealthed in, in the grass how the grass becomes oh, okay. transparent. Cool. Oh. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, because I kept thinking, first time I shot like a ravager and fell in the grass, I was like, this is going to be so dumb. I won't find his body. I'm crouching through and it's like, oh, there, oh, he, is. there he is. It is kind of Whoop. funny though, because it's still like the same with a lot of games where you like, if you get into a big combat and you fight like a bunch of dudes, it's like, okay, we're done. Time to loot. Where'd they go? Where's I know the I killed four dudes. <sighs> Of Marauders, uh, and then three of the Ape Mans. Uh-huh. So I only count um, three three Marauders and two Ape Mans. Where are the last guys? <laughs> anyway. I want to hit tab to highlight everything that's lootable. That'd be nice. Like Diablo. Although I like how they give you the option. I don't have a companion yet, because like I said, I'm taking way too much time exploring and wandering. But I like how they have the option of... You could have your your companion highlighted in combat, so you don't keep shooting them or checking if you should shoot uh, them. Have you actually hurt them? I have no idea. You probably could. It would. They. I mean, I don't know what. Don't, oh yeah, there was like something that happened where I was just like, "Wow, she dropped really quick," and I think I might have shot her with the plasma rifle. Maybe. If you play on supernova difficulty, they die forever. It's permadeath yeah, for, it's companions. for companions. Don't However, the rule is if you turn from supernova down to like hard. You cannot go back to Supernova. Oh, wow. It's an all or nothing. Also, I they prompted me when I got into the ca- into the captain's quarter and got into the ship. It was like in Supernova difficulty, you can only heal by sleeping in the captain's bed. Yeah, you can only rest in your own bed. You have to sleep, eat, and drink. Yeah, Ranger mode. Yeah. So the the perk that I, they offered me, or the, the the flaw, was food addiction, and I was like. And I don't want to be worrying about eating something every. I don't even know what, what the was the. What was, it was the like you get per, all of it is perk point. So any, I know, any but they flaw, give you a they give you a perk point. Oh, so you they put just it in give any, you a perk. Yeah, they just give you a perk point to spend on any one of the. Perks it's pretty again. much. Are you willing to take this flaw for a perk for one perk point yeah. for one thing that you get every two levels? Yeah. So I mean, if you know, it, I, depending on what comes up next, I'll probably you know I'll, I'll weigh it, of course. But I do like that they're like. Yeah, you that's can choose cool. yes or no. Like, yeah. that's cool. Who knows? It could be a flaw. Like, it says, hey, one of your arms got wounded, so you cannot use two handed melee. And I'd be like, that's fine. I'd, yeah, I'm, I'm one handed. Yeah. Fuck that. <sighs> 
that was a long discussion about the outer worlds, and yet we're only like four, four or five hours into it at most. <laughs> yeah. That's a game making an impression. Yeah, it's good. It's, good. Um, it's monolith at monolithness. Yeah. Monolith or obsidian? Obsidian. Damn it! I hate those companies <laughs> with those <laughs> names. Wait, did the space marines come back? And yeah. Another well, game? Don't they yeah. have like another name? Also, uh, like, well, they're part of WB. They're part of Warner Games, but I don't know. No, I'm talking about about Obsidian. There's, oh, there's like they, another... they used to be Black Isle. If I'm not arid. No, there's like another name on the on the store for them too. Right? Hmm. All these one name. Anyway, it's like whatever one name companies. Unless you have a name like Bungie, where it's like Bungie. that's just weird as shit. What other what other games? I that's all the games I've been I finished Cat Quest 2. Sure. It's a real good game. If you like weird, cutesy uh, Zelda-style games, it's a lot of fun. I played some Cloudlands VR Mini Golf because I did play some of my VR-ness. Cloudlands, it's a lot of fun. It's mini, mini golf. golf at its best. VR Mini Golf. Um, I played <laughs> Temple of Alexis, which is a VR temple puzzle-solving game. No damn. Which should be fun, except... They don't tell you how to interact with jack shit. So, like, one of the first rooms you come across, you're outside of a temple. And it's pretty much you need to solve puzzles to get to the next room of the temple. So, one of the first ones, there is um, symbols on a wall with wheels under them. So, it's you need to turn the wheels to match the right symbols to open a door. And you look around the room, you'll find the symbols hidden in different places. So, then you get them set up. One door opens, inside that door is another door. And there's a glowing pillar in that room. And it's obvious you need to rotate the sections of the pillars because there's, like, vines going up it or glowing, like, lines that you need the lines to be, you know, correct. So if you look, there's four sides to each section of the pillar and you need to rotate each section so the lines all match up. So it's a continuous line. I went to it. I tried grabbing it and spinning it and moving it. It doesn't explain. You grab it, and then you have to rotate your wrist counterclockwise or clockwise. So instead of rotating this thing, you're rotating your wrist in a way that would not actually interact in the real world. So they're using, a, they're using a basically a button prompt as opposed to an actual way you would naturally interact with the object. Yeah, it's VR, but they're not taking advantage of the fact that you're fucking in VR. That's a bummer. So that game, it's okay. Some of the puzzles are annoying. Wait, that you're fucking in VR? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Damn, it's there. Like, there's a whole section on the site. I was so it's glad VR. when Valve... advantage that I'm fucking VR. When Valve Index released the crotch attachment, man, that made life mm, so much better. We're not getting free blowjob machines with this president, guys. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. So a couple other games I played... I played Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom, which is from the people who made oh, whatever Genesis game way back in the day. Not Monster Boy, but another one that sounded like that. Alex Kid? No, not Alex Kid. All the Genesis games, like there's Kid Chameleon, Alex Kid, like they all sounded the the same. But it's pretty. This is so much a Genesis game brought to the modern computer age. It's a Metroidvania. I watched the speedrun of that that they did at the last GDQ event, and it's it's a beautiful looking game. It's the artwork is fantastic, very cartoony, 
looks great. You could change it in monster form. So you start off turning into a pig who could cast magic. Then you become a little snake who could climb up grassy surfaces and spit poison. Then you become a frog knight, so pretty much frog from Chrono Trigger, yep. who can wear armor and equipment, which ever since you turned into a pig and lost your human form, you couldn't wear equipment anymore. Frog can wear it. He also has a tongue where he could grab, like, pretty much it's your hook shot. Yeah. And then you get the lion who could, like, charge through things so you could bash through breakable walls. Basically, each of the animal forms has a traversal ability in addition to its combat yep. stuff, right? And then, like, dragon can f- short distance fly. It's overall a good game. It kind of goes on a hair longer than it needs to, which, depending on your thoughts on it, not necessarily bad. I got the dragon, which is the next-to-last form, Mm -hmm. went through a dungeon with the dragon, and then reached the point where I was like, kind of feel okay. I think I played like eight hours. Mm -hmm. I feel good with what I played. I don't know if I'll ever play it anymore. The difficulty also kind of super spikes. Once you... um. Once you get the lion form, the game just starts, like, all the enemies deal, like, Castlevania level of damage. Like, remember the original Castlevania? You have a health meter with, like, 20 dots on it. When you start the game, everyone does, like, three. And then by the time you're at the end of the game, everything does five or six. And that's what starts happening. You have a Zelda-style health meter where you'll find heart container equivalents throughout the world hidden away. You know, just, like... I don't know, Metroid is a good example. Yeah. You know, you'll find the energy tanks. Or Castlevania Life Ups, right? Yep. And on this, all of a sudden you reach the point where it's like, okay, I have 12 health and every hit takes off 6. I should just have 2 health. Fuck this. So that gets a little annoying. I said fuck again. I'm that's, keeping this blue. That's two, man. That's just, we're already R-rated. I also... R-rageous. Played... You gotta stop. Are you serious? I don't think I have to. Kevin's doing it too. Are you angry, John? John is aggravated. We shouldn't be so argumentative. (laughs) By the way, you all heard what Robert Pattinson said about how he's going to take his role as Batman, right? He thinks Batman is kind of a, I want to say he said, a chill dude. And for the voice of when he's under the cowl, he always pictured a pirate. Yarr. <laughs> I want to say that he's maybe just doing that to just fuck everybody. I hope so, because otherwise, then again, I mean, the DC Universe movies. Maybe Pirate Batman will be a good improvement. I don't know. There was a comic of him. This point. So, I said I played Cloudwind Mini Golf. I also played another golf game. What the golf? What the golf? I've also played that. That game is fun. It's fun. It's it's dumb. It's it's very simple. I mean, it's just, it's a bunch of... Did you play through all of it? No, I'm about, I think I got through to level the fourth or fifth set of uh, areas. So, it has some interesting things, because as you play, it starts off like the... When you first swing your golf, you know it starts attempt. out with here's your here's a character in front of a golf ball, and you swing, and aim, hold down the meter for power, and like you'll throw the golf club instead of the golf ball. Yep, yeah, that's the second. And you need to hit yeah. the flag. Yeah. Another time, you are the golf hole, yeah. and you need to get to the flag. The you time. might throw the golfer, yeah. or maybe the power meter. Yeah. 
that charges up when you're swinging. Or maybe you're a soccer ball and you're constantly kicking yourself towards the goal. Or a car. Or a car. Or, or a bicycle. Or a cha- a rolling chair. Or, you know, like, think of it. Anything that you could fling towards a... a or uh, it's two-dimensional and maybe you're not hitting the ball. You're shooting webs up to swing off the ceiling. Yeah. It is... Or eventually, it becomes super hot. You shouldn't spoil that for people. That's super hot. It's a very, it's a very surprising thing that I saw. I was lucky enough. Or, it was weird that they spoiled it at PAX when I played it. So, but it is cool. It's There's a lot of games it pays homage yeah. to. Um, I haven't gotten to that part yet. I just know it's in there because I played that demo at PAX and I was like, oh, that would have been a really cool reveal. And most people haven't been spoiling that for for people, which I think is cool. Um. But yeah, it's it's very good. Like, that part's really good from what I played. And it's, like, just so much weirdness. And if you... Each hole, you could go through three times. So you only have to go through once. And you just have to do whatever it wants you to do. Yeah. The second time through, we'll have some sort of par equivalent. Yep. So, like, Limited you need to strokes. get your rolling chair yeah. to the flag in three swings. Yep. Or it might be a time equivalent, because some of them, it might be there's so much weird shit going on, you just need to do this fast. Yeah. And then there's the weird challenge for the third one, where it's like, we're kind of going to take what we had and put it on crack. Yeah. So, how about, instead of you need to get the chair there in such an amount of time, the chair is now racing a a ferret or something. Yep. I forget what it is racing. Uh, God, what was it? There was a chair racing... Can't remember what it was. Or yes, there's like that one was one of the more frustrating ones I've done so far. Was the race? Some of them are super frustrating. Some are just really fun. My only complaint would be some of these do get frustrating to the level of okay, I'm just moving on. So what I will say to people who get frustrated is back out and move on. Yep, you don't need to get all three on everything unless you want to unlike, unlock an item for kind of a museum like trophies, area. Basically. Yeah, yeah, it's a bunch of trophies. And yeah, it was I was definitely like when I was start I was the first couple times I played it I was doing that. I was like, okay, I want to get all the things on it. And then I listened to one of the Waypoint podcasts and I think Austin was like, "Don't do that. Don't be like me." And I'm like, "Okay, I got to train my brain not to do Don't that." Be like yeah, if, if you really enjoyed the nature of one of the holes, go for it. Yeah. If you start getting frustrated, move on. Just walk away. Yeah. It's you don't have to do it. The game goes weird places. Yep. Um, there is some weird shit when you hit, like, computer terminals where it sounds like these are aliens trying... Aliens or humans, I don't know what, trying to create golf, almost like Job Simulator in VR is, where it's, in the future, robots have determined this is what a job is. And I also tell you to explore the hub world a little bit, because there's some hidden stuff around there in it that's kind of fun. Bump into Um, animals, bump into computer terminals... So yeah, really good. It is um, very cool and insane. I have some problems controlling it with the mouse because like sometimes I will be trying to aim in a specific way and where my hand is on the cursor like it'll sometimes go off the screen and like cuz if you have two monitors it'll pop off and then you lose where you're aiming. So So I played entirely with a Xbox 1 controller. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to control how hard you're hitting the ball because it's determined by how far you pull back on your left analog stick oh the stick yeah so trying to get the perfect aim and the perfect power sometimes it's hard to hit that sweet spot where 
it's a little uncomfortable for your thumb to be exactly that position, so you'll kind of they should have used get a little shape. Used one of the triggers and the analog stick for ink. That would that would have been right. But but I still got through the whole yeah. game. The whole game is a lot of fun. I haven't finished it. But I I may play through. So there's daily challenges. There are yeah. There's also um, the streamer challenge, yeah. which I played the first one of uh-huh. that. That's up as a donation incentive on my extra life, mm-hmm. where I think it's if I get another like hundred or two hundred, then I'm going to do the whole streamer challenge. I believe they, their message on those are these are hard levels, like these are very difficult. Yeah, and yeah, so I did get through like one or two of them before I said I should make this an incentive. Uh, it's also cool because the uh, the game itself on the main menu has an option to like show two friends. I believe it's called. Yeah, where it just. No Hub World just shows, like, a couple six or so random-ass, like, here's some weird shit. So, yeah, if you're wanting to show that off to somebody, it might be a good way to, like, hey, here, play these six holes, see if you, see if you like the game. So It's a really well-thought-out game. It's very good. Um, and then... Epic uh, Store or Apple Arcade for that one, so... I think coming to Switch. At some point, yeah, probably. Of course, you know what's coming Switch? Everything. Uh, yeah, why not? So, another game I played, I was a... Indiegogo backer on this. Ooh. Indivisible. I played, I tried that on a PAX. I liked it. I played through, so when I first started playing, my initial, I wrote down exactly my initial thought. Am I good or just mashing buttons correctly? There's a lot of stuff going on in combat. Enemies do not respawn, so you only can fight each fight once. It's very easy to get killed in a hurry or to do perfect. It's a game where if so enemies are on the world and if you attack them to start a combat, they start injured and it's your initiative. Same as back to Mario RPG. Jump on the Goomba, start out hitting him for a few points of damage. If they hit you to start in, some enemies are sneaky motherfuckers. If they hit you, as far as I was playing... You die. Like, you will start at such a disadvantage, they will fucking wipe your party in no time. Hmm. It The combat does not feel that good because it's very combo-based. So this is from the people who made Skullgirls, which is a very combo-based fighter. As a fighter, you could keep playing the game over and over and start learning the characters, how they move, how they interact, what, what to do about different moves. You could get better. This... Apparently it has a practice mode that doesn't unlock until you have six or so characters in your party. I did not get that far. I really felt like, I'm done. Like, it felt like a fun game, but they do not give you a chance to... There is no tutorial. And they do not give you even a practice opportunity until you're about five hours in. Because I'm about four hours in, and... I know there's a lot of games out there where they say, hey, if you play for five hours, it gets really good. I don't have time for that. There's a lot of good games out there. If I play for an hour and I'm hooked, good. If I play for an hour and I do not enjoy the experience, maybe I'll talk myself into another hour or two. This one I talked myself into four. I'm I'm done. Like, it just doesn't... Also, it doesn't have a plot. I should say there is a plot, but it is so threadbare. If you're motivated by plots in RPGs versus just combo mechanics, this is not going to have much for you. Like, the plot is, you're a girl in a village, your father gets killed, 
ends up you have the power to suck people into your mind space. And the soldier who killed your father, you suck him into your mind space. You get over your father being dead right after you bury him. Like, you really just get over and you go, eh, we're going to keep going to the right. Because the world, for a long time, is super linear. It's keep going right, you go into a dungeon. Keep going right, you get to a dungeon. Keep going right, you're at another dungeon. There is no exploration, really. You might explore a little bit and, oh, hey, if I go up, there's a hidden treasure. But now I need to go back down go right. Like, there really isn't the motivation behind this game. Yeah. It's really good mechanics, but they don't give a chance for you really to earn them. Then, let's see, I think that is, besides more Celeste, where I'm still trying to go through the B-sides to get to Chapter 9, which, those B-sides are motherfuckers. I mean, Chapter 9, it's going, the part of Chapter 9 I could get through until they require you beat the B-sides is hard enough, but it that game is really, really fucking hard. I had no problem with the A-sides, tell the truth, but those B-sides... I play the A-sides for fun. But the B-sides. Oh. C-sides are coming. The B- so then if I beat all the B-sides, B-sides, I could do the C-sides. They're coming, they're coming for you. C-sides are... They sound scary. But C-sides, I heard, are only like three screens. Each one. It's like, no, we're just going to give you three super hard screens instead of like two dozen super hard screens. All right, Kevin. It's been a month. Pick a new story. Okay, I've got some quick shot ones. All right, do it. Ends up Troy Baker refused to be uh, Reese in Borderlands 3 because they wouldn't go Union, which seems to fit with how Gearbox The sooner we forget about the game, the better. (laughs) Wow. Um, Trying to hit the harshness. So there were reports after the Switch Lite came out that there was um, Joy-Con drift on that as well. They really need to get a good solution for that because you can't just send in a Joy-Con from your Switch Lite. You have to send in the Switch Lite. That kind of sucks. Unless, like I said, that was that was a minor report. Like, it didn't continue on like the Joy-Con Drift one did. I'm going to credit that to standard hardware failure rates for a new particular piece of hardware. Or it could be the ones that when they really hit the shit hit the fan was probably a little bit after production started. So at that point they said, whoa, let's, let's only have the, the early produced ones. Like I said, it's, it is not a continued drum that I have been hearing pounded for that thing. So I honestly think it's just a standard, you know, amount percentage of failure you're going to have with new products. And the only people who bitch about broken or about products are when they're broken. So people whose switches are working just fine aren't the ones posting on. Oh, I post media every day. Switch working good. Yeah, like it's you know testing Pro Controller two, yep. it works. Pro Controller three, it works. Yeah, exactly. To be fair, if you bought a Switch Lite, I would be pissed. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And I mean, you know, Nintendo is taking care of them the way they should. It just sucks that they have to go through that process for sure. You know what else sucks? Alpha Dream, the studio that made the Mario RPG, Mario and Luigi RPGs, went bankrupt. Yeah. Not closed, just bankrupt. So it's unknown where yeah. they're going. If they could come back from it or what? It's kind of a shame. Those games are charming as fuck. I said fuck again. Three. I'm just going to say that. Don't I, fuck the charmers. I've got f bombs. 
Sony released some details of the PS5 to Wired, looking like they were getting just ahead of somebody leaking information, because, yeah. Mm-hmm. Your number one <clears> source <throat> for Sony PS5 news on the internet. Apparently. Wired Magazine. Apparently. <laughs> some some weird. marketing or PR person or dev has got like a special relationship with somebody at Wired. I think it's also Wired will publish super quick. I think they really want to get out ahead of this. Because, like, Wired tends to publish, like, slightly quicker than other people when they all get the information at the same time. I think this was Sony going, we gotta get ahead of this. It's probably just a mystery exposure. Because it's not, like, it's probably, like, right, like, you know, if they publish on Wired, or they <clears> give the exclusive on Wired, all that stuff is going to propagate through general Everywhere. games yeah. media anyway, right? But if you, if you give the exclusive to... Vice Gaming, it's not like mainstream news is going to Should have seen it. Should have been seen it. Should have been a rotating... No, uh, they, looked, no, at their, they so. looked at their website and said no. Uh, we don't need a pop-up to load up before this article. One pop-up. <laughs> I don't mind some CNET-like stuff. It's sometimes when I'm trying to figure out if I should upgrade to a new uh, mm-hmm. phone. Yeah. Or if I want to get a particular kind of digital camera yeah. until I start to realize how much ex- how expensive they are, and then the ones I actually want, and then I go no. But like those are fine. But Jesus, yeah. CNET you cannot read for fun. You need a purpose because yeah. all of those ads. That's true. Yeah, you don't just browse CNET. Yeah. You go directly <laughs> to the website, the, the web page that you, you need. Paste and you paste the bottom leave. number of what you want and type CNET after it into Google. And then you gotta then, go. What are the advantage of these headphones versus these headphones? Go. But some of the information, it's going to be running off of um, 100 gigabyte disks. It's going to have a 4K Blu-ray player drive, which should have probably done that with the the Pro, at least. I don't know why you would think that. Why would you think that a console this generation could have a 4K Blu-ray player, Kevin? Because somebody else already did that. Twice. Well, already when the Pro came out, because wasn't Pro and the X like about the same time? Uh, the S came out beforehand. Yeah, that's why I'm they, saying the yeah, S uh-huh. one. Yeah, so yeah, this is you know. And then um, watching physical media anymore these days. I, what? I don't want to say anything. Yeah, say it. No, do it. That's the whole point. I was I was teeing you up, Dan. <laughs> Kick me. Apparently the Kick apparently me. nobody on Xbox is because oh. they didn't sell. Quite as much as those PS. Oh, I thought you were just going to drag concept. me. Now you're just dragging all Microsoft. I see how it is. Just, well, we Blowing would, that smoke. Maybe, maybe we'd know a little bit more if they tell us how much they sell. Because they don't anymore. No, they don't. Supposedly, big selling point of the PS5 is Phobie that loads games quickly, which... It better load it quicker than the four. I mean, that's, that's kind that's of that's the real like mode seven <laughs> shit. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm okay, sure, but I don't. How know How much what... is it going to add the price having SSD as the default drive in it? Because I mean, if you want a good sized talking... SSD, those are kind of pricey. I'm not even talking about the the thing, I was like, I don't even know what that actually means. Because well, we had just have not well, we have not seen we both saw... of these things. <laughs> Out in the open at all. We don't even know. They're both going to have. A we don't know what they look like. They're both going to have a terabyte SSD. That's that's what's going to happen. Because a terabyte now is approaching the flash point. The SSD prices is the is approaching quickly approaching the ninety nine dollar like point, which is you know when you consider how when a a corporation orders a a, a product, you know they order hundreds of thousands of those items, therefore their price is going to be significantly lower than what a consumer is paying. So, I, like I said, terabyte SSDs are going to be in both of these devices pretty much 
uh, out the gate. There might be a special edition one for both that has a two terabyte drive f- that would cost more. Um, but I think the terabyte nobody's is announced cost. Yeah, no. nope. Yep. So one of the big selling points is supposed be that the user interface is supposed to give you more information. Which good, they're actually what going. Does that mean hopefully they actually work on user interface because everyone's user interface is garbage. Like, they're better than they have been early in the console, but no one has made a console with a user interface that just feels like you could do what you want to do when you want to do it. Like, they all have problems. So, well, and, you know, I... Not to blow smoke up Microsoft's ass, but they are currently testing a whole bunch of different UIs on their on the Xbox. They've been running tests. That's what needs to be done because so. it's like all of the UIs have more shortfalls than it feels like they should at this point, and it would be great for somebody to actually be focused on that. The other big selling point, Spoby the controller, is going to be having all sorts of different haptic feedback things, including equivalent of hd rumble however one thing that i was reading that is rather interesting is half coordinated's take on all of that so they're saying things like when you're playing a game if your character's underwater pulling the triggers is going to have a lot more resistance to it hopefully these are toggleable things because as half coordinate was saying you know triggers are some of the hardest things for some people with you know motion limitation limitation and he's like, the hardest things are triggers and pushing in analog sticks. And if you're going to make those triggers harder to pull, you need to have something in mind for accessibility. Yep. So hopefully accessibility... See, this is just Sony talking about things. I'm hoping, looking at the future, I bet Microsoft at least is going to be more mindful of accessibility, considering I mean, the controller they released. Yes. I mean, that accessibility controller shows Microsoft has an eye on this shit. They, they have made it a priority, like a, a pillar of what they're, ta- what they're doing with their platform. I'm hoping Sony is smart enough to do that too, because you know what? My hands sometimes hurt after playing certain games. And I'm not going to lie, my hands are getting old, and they can hurt. Yep. I don't need that. Heart hurt. And then also it will be a USB-C controller, which, my good, God. everything better fucking be that. Speaking of USB-C controllers, who all's ordered a Stadia Founders Edition? Nope. Anybody? Nobody? Oh, no. No? Okay. Well, that's releasing next month. Maybe. If you got your order in on time. Because they're shipping those out on a first-come, first-served basis based on the number of orders they got. So if you ordered it for launch day, you might not get it on launch day. And they just decided to announce that recently. Way to go. Also, that controller that they touted as being wireless anywhere in your network... Well, unless you're playing it on that Chromecast Ultra, guess what you gotta do? USB. See, so I hope you have one of those cables handy. Yeah, because we have yeah, switches. We all have switches. Yeah. Thank you, Nintendo, um, for being forward thinking. So yeah, if you want to play that anywhere, uh, that controller anywhere else, <clears throat> you gotta plug it in because the update that that'll be giving access to the the wireless capability is coming in the future, as is the Bluetooth functionality. Do you want a nerd talk of failure? Sure. So in this age where first you have Apple Arcade, which if I had an Apple device, $5 a month. First for, month's free. Yeah, and after that, 5 a month, curated. Sounds like some really good fucking games. Like, what the golf? I mean, Sayonara Wild Hearts is worth, it, uh, worth paying for. So. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff. 
Meanwhile, if you wanted Mario Kart Blitz or whatever it's called on mobile, you could pay $5 a month for 200cc mode. That's not the same price equivalency. Or, if you really want to just throw away some money, for 13 a month or 100 a year, you could get a private server on Fallout 76. No, you can't. No, you can't, because it's not <laughs> private. Not private. <laughs> Apparently, it doesn't seem that way. They might say that it's a bug right now, but okay, but right now you're selling it, and it's not that. You took people's money, and yeah, it's, it's not, not that. that. It's essentially you're getting around, I think it's $15 worth of their atoms. Woo! For thirteen dollars, or for ten, hey, or for a hundred a year. Yeah, you are saving a dollar and one cent off of what you would pay for it normally. Unless you spend zero dollars on atoms, then you're just getting really screwed. Reamed. But Reamed. on bright side, that's the better word. The computer-controlled NPCs. I was using. I was going to use a bad term, and I didn't rumped, want to. Rumped in the rump. There we go. On bright side, <laughs> NPCs. Have been delayed till next year. Yeah, the only reason I was willing to check, I was willing to, I was looking forward to checking that out this year. I will still check it out when it comes out, just to see what they did. I've already made the investment. I bought the game. It's it's all a canvas bag. It two two bags. I have two bags. One is nylon. The other is canvas. It's all a mythical canvas bag. Because apparently these online games are hard. Yeah, because they haven't been doing them for for any amount of time. Uh, By was, the way, I was having Todd Howard's <laughs> E3 presentation yeah, before it came out. Games are hard. Yeah, the beta test. Yeah, the break the, it early break test it early environment. Early. You know what we don't need from these people anymore? Jokes. Like the self depreciating <laughs> jokes. Like it'll come out with bugs, but that's half the fun. But, no, no, quit, quit saying your failures are funny and cute. Fucking fix it. The only thing I'll say about this, and really quick, is my my summary of my thoughts are, is that nobody wanted Fallout 76, and then they still eked out some kind of hardcore audience Mm -hmm. that wanted to play it anyway, because there are people who play it, and I see videos of people playing it. So those people somehow still enjoyed that game that a lot of people did not like and did not want. And then they they were willing to go through all of the stupid bugs. We're with you, Bethesda. The bugs and then the the patches and then unpatches. You know our fucking paper clips. A, a one one pound or not one pound or whatever the the thing was. And then after they unpatched it, then later they had another patch that was based off of the patch that yeah. they unpatched, so and therefore they had so, to unpatch that patch. So there's these loyal fans for like a year playing this game that nobody else liked. And with with all of these bugs and yep. all of these weird shit from Bethesda and all of these like kind of whatever the things, and then they come out and they're just like, "Hey, guess what? If you give us a monthly fee, you can get a private server." Which nobody, I mean, maybe people wanted, but not like this, not like this, not like this, not like this. And and even though that they wanted those particular options, right? I think the the unlimited scrap thing was a thing that every that a lot of people wanted, and uh, you know probably private servers in some way that they wanted but they still are it's more than a netflix subscription it's more than a fucking nintendo online subscription it's more than apple arcade yeah it's, it's more than it's more than almost everybody sub- game pass it's more than game pass which you can get a lot of games including a game that's kind of like fallout about the but <laughs> you know about the only thing that's more expensive than this is wow is still 15 a month however wow is free to buy 
you still have to pay forty bucks but for also Fallout. Wow, you can, I think, still like grind out enough gold to pay for your subscription yeah. too. Yeah, but but so like my greater point is is that they even at an inflated price, these were at least things that people wanted. Okay, and then it comes out immediately, and the servers are not private because when they're loaded loaded up, things are destroyed already, things are looted, and then the scrap stuff just disappears. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, like, like. Well, one, test this shit. Because if you if you say you did test it and this stuff is hard, <laughs> well, sorry, you're just not doing a good enough job. Then don't like, release I'm, it. I'm, 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 you know, I'm sympathetic to a lot of like, hey, this is technical bugs. Like, this is hard to do. Blah 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 blah. And like, yes, that is true. And game developers should be given like a little bit of a slack. Yeah. But this is too much. This is too much. This is this is the one dying breed of your fucking fan base, and you can't even you can't even roll out a fucking premium pay subscription thing without it without without the key things actually working. I'm gonna tell you this. This all goes back to horse armor, guys. Yeah, but it's it's all horse armor and canvas bags. You can't even do the key things that it wants, right? It's not even like another bug, right? Oh, sorry, you know, your fucking shoes are on backwards, or your inventory is all weird, or hey, maybe the atoms didn't get deposited into your account. Okay, that's a bug, sorry, you know, we're, we're, we're going to refund your thing. But the two key things that people wanted was, was, was private, private servers yeah. and do the unlimited, unlimited scrap. scrap stuff, and you can't even fucking <laughs> do that for $13 a month. Are you... Are you crazy? Here's, Are you... There's no... Like, I don't have sympathy for you anymore. Here's the this, other thing you that, didn't test this enough. That baffles me about the private server stuff. Is that when you think of, I own a private server. You're paying a, you're paying a cost so that there is a server that persists yes. in perpetuity. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah but I these, these private servers don't work that way. Nope. So they will stay up and running as long as the person who has paid for that private server is online. And has their friends playing with them. But if that person logs off, server shuts down. Yeah, it's stupid. It's like, so you're just paying for a shard, really. You're, yeah. I've, we, I've, and it's not even that, though, because you're paying yeah, for a, yeah. a an instance is what you're yeah, paying for. you're right. That's the best. You're not even paying for it to live somewhere. You're just paying for the opportunity to keep everybody else out of your server except who you want in there. Yeah. Cause, and that's fucking ridiculous. Because... Because, yeah, we've, I mean, me and David have paid for a private server for DayZ before. And he paid that's, for one for Starbound. Yeah, we also paid for one for Starbound. And that's crazy, but but <laughs> but at least it worked exactly what we wanted it to yeah. work, right? It was just a server that lived somewhere. We paid them the money. We didn't have to run the thing. So we just, and we you could even load up mods to it. Mm-hmm. There was a there was an interface menu that you could load up mods. There was admin there was admin tools that we could kick or ban or whitelist people yep. or these kind of things. We could even um, change spawn rates of stuff. We could do all these kind of. We could reset the map whenever we wanted Private to. Private server. Yeah, but you don't do any of this stuff. I, well, yeah, it's stupid to call it a private server. It doesn't seem to work like a private server, like it's supposed to, and it doesn't even work e- even with the limitations of their fucking private server definition. Like, 
it's bonkers. It's bonkers. We were we're a year out. If they just if they just added like all the little tidbits that they wanted, nobody would care because only the people who 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 care about it are the people already playing it, and then they're your devoted fans. Make some make some DLC that they have to pay for, you know, a big expansion, and they're fine. What are you? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing? Why we why are, are you doing? We are this? one month away from a full calendar year of train wreck. They I are, just don't get it. I just don't like, get it. They are slowly venturing into we killed the franchise with a single game. Yeah, like Mass Effect level territory. Yeah, I just don't get it. I mean, it's it's all the all the goodwill is gone. All the goodwill is gone. Like it's like I, I still want to play another one of those games. I would still buy if they yes. announce tomorrow that they're going to make a Fallout Five or a, the the whatever the next Skyrim is or Starfield, which. Yeah. Is, that is that actually a game? Yeah, is that a thing? Is that going to be like Titan it's for a Blizzard? Title screen is, is it going to be like is. Titan for Blizzard, where it becomes like Overwatch or yeah. something, it becomes something else. But like, but like, like I would play any of those games because I like your shit. But like, but like, man, I don't know what is going on there, man. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for Elder Scrolls to be called like Elder Scrolls seventy six, and then they're just like, yeah, this is what you wanted, right? Told people to a server on an Elder Scrolls map. I can't believe it. So, speaking anyway. of abysmal failures, I did want to bring up another company that apparently released an abysmal <laughs> failure this year. At least according to the CEO. Which one? That would be oh, the sequel to Dan's favorite game. One of Dan's favorite games from last year? Or is it two years ago? I think it's two years. Two years ago? If, if not more. Like, go, apparently, Ghost Recon Breakpoint has been a disaster, according to Yves Guimont. Yeah, I mean, it, I, 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 I think this is just well. One in the in in their call, they think they said uh, basically that um, these service games, uh, the sequel to service games, they have to be a lot better when when they no launch, shit when they launch. Yeah, yeah, no shit. But they have to be a lot better when they launch because the, we the no first, longer want to be for the on the ride. <laughs> well, for the yeah, for the for the initial the initial one, people are willing to sacrifice and like and like wait it out and like wait till it gets better because hey, this is the first one, right? So this, this is the, new. This is the first division. There was a lot of people that, like stayed through with that game. This is the first Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Well, I mean, talking about the Not service, it, but I mean, in, like this is like that's the similar the parallel yeah. here. Same company too but just so. like just like for honor uh-huh. and like rainbow, rainbow six siege yeah like people were waiting to like wait through all of the all of the bullshit and the balancing stuff and it's obviously you you released the game half-baked you didn't you didn't you didn't bake this all the way but that's fine because people are like wow this is new i'm excited Some people like raw cookie dough <laughs> yeah and also like hey this is new this is exciting but when you release a division two and then it's like eh, there's like some stuff and they constantly keep keep shifting like abilities and tweaking stuff it's like man you guys didn't actually like fucking bake this all the way through oh, by the too. way that build that you've been working on for the past three weeks is no longer valid yeah this is this is a this is another this is another like we're starting from scratch and this this would be like if rockstar released grand theft auto online 2 and it had just a hair more content than grand theft auto online 1 had at launch and any bug that was ever in grand theft auto online yeah so yeah. Just, I, I think they're starting to recognize that's why the other story is that a whole slew of ubisoft games got delayed yep is because i think i think they realized like we cannot do this we got to stop doing this People forgot the crew too too quickly. Didn't realize that <laughs> Ubisoft may already had a service game that they wanted that was pretty much not a game. 
So nobody remembers. I know, but they should have when these other games were coming in the pipeline. <laughs> nobody remembers. So I I have good news. No, you don't. Here's a good news story. No. In a time where we're divisive, we're fighting. You know, sides are against each other. Blizzard brought Congress together. Blizzard brought Congress together, bipartisan, a nice, friendly letter saying, hey, Blizzard, the fuck? So that whole Blitzchung thing happened while we have been... It keeps happening. Yeah. Yeah, it's still going on. And you know the best part of all of this? BlizzCon is in one week. Yeah, I cannot wait <laughs> for going, BlizzCon. So, I, I am so... I, I am sad that Extra Life... Is at the same time as some of BlizzCon because it's going to be some good live shows. I think it always comes down to what Dan has always said about corporations. Oh yeah, they're not your friend. Nope, they're never yeah. going to be your friend. They're going to do what is right for them. I, you know, uh, the, I mean, obviously the the story is, is that it's disappointing that Blizzard is taking a stance where they're limiting the free speech of a private person and. And they, yeah, that is that well, is disappointing. Well their rights, technically, to do it. Yeah, of course, it's it's their platform but and it's all that kind of stuff. It's the shitty. same. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like you know, you can ban somebody for for speech that you dislike because yes. it's your platform. That's fine. I'm not saying that they can't do it. No, I mean we can do a lot of things that are legal. Uh-huh. That's really shitty. Yep. And companies do that all the time. Yeah. But right. This is, this is. I mean, you know, you. I mean, the the, the dude expressed a. a a political uh, opinion. A political opinion, and especially one that, um, honestly, I frankly uh, don't see a controversy of. No. I can, yeah. I can see, I can see if you are uh, part of the <clears throat> CCP, yeah, the Communist Party of China. That I guess that would be controversial because you uh, want to limit uh, speech. Yeah. You want to fully rights. control the people of Hong Kong. Yeah, and you want to limit human rights, and I do completely understand uh, the the strangeness of an American citizen saying this because our our country does a lot of very notorious things around the world and in the past, and, and like not but, even around the world the anymore. Is, is We're talking I, about them at the top of the podcast. Yeah, but the thing is, is I'm I'm not the government, <laughs> and uh, I I can still have my opinion about a private citizen's uh, free speech. But regardless, it's. It's, uh, I, I feel like, I feel like it's, uh, uh, well, one, I mean, obvious, you know, they, they, they're doing it because of the Chinese market. Yep. Um, two, it's crazy that in their press release, they're trying to act like it's not because of the Chinese market. This has nothing to do with our feelings on China. Yes, it does. Yeah. And three. (laughs) Translation. This has everything to do with our business China. And and three, again, uh, I I was talking to John about this when it, when it broke, like the Asia Pacific region constitutes 12% of their revenue. Yeah. You telling me that. Right. yeah. But that includes China. I mean, that includes China, Japan, and Korea, and all of the Asia Pacific region, meaning Philippines, mm-hmm. Vietnam, all that stuff. Yep. So China is a percent of the twelve percent, and to risk the the anger, you know, of the other eighty eight percent of your of revenue, the, of the other eighty eight percent of your revenue. Now, mind it, like like you said, yes, there is, there is bipartisanship, but you also <laughs> wonder where some of these guys are from. You know, the people who hated Colin Kaepernick for for kneeling oh, yeah. and all of this stuff, and then uh, you well, start... he kneeled to complain about our own boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, <laughs> he it's... disrespected our flag. No, he didn't. Yeah. It's about police brutality. Yeah, it's okay. It's but... okay when we do it. But, but, Fuck China. But okay, besides that point, like it's yeah, different when we do it. yeah, it's different when we do it. it is no, <laughs> no, nope. it, it, it is weird to to really like 
jeopardize your reputation with most of your consumer base because you feel like there's growth potential in China. Like, it, it, it doesn't seem like the Chinese, outside of League of Legends and Dota, want to play other people's games. Because the most popular games in China are games made in China. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, they like their own free video to play games. games. Yeah, free-to-play games. So I don't know... I don't know what this is. It's the same thing with like with like um like like with the NBA stuff, right? So like like yeah, I get it. They want to expand to China. That's a huge market. They want to do that kind of stuff. But so if the Chinese stop playing watching basketball and those people who love basketball, where the fuck are they going to play bas- watch basketball? They're going to start watching the French league? Yeah. <laughs> fuck no. What about they're Filipino not- basketball? No, they're not. Look, I like Filipino basketball. It's fun because it's really passionate. But it's not good basketball. It's as good as as that basketball can be. But it's not really good. I mean, like I don't even watch like watching college basketball, no. right? But the thing is, is like, where are you gonna go? You're not gonna. There's not another <clears throat> NBA. What about those comments from LeBron? Oh boy, that's a, that's a Take disappointment. Take the L, LeBron. That's a disappointment. I mean, I, I, I want to believe that 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 is from like him trying to be a little bit more nuanced and trying to like you know uh, have have kind of opinion, but also trying not to like thread the line. I get it. I get. I totally get it. I'm Take like, the L. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I totally, I totally get why you would do that, but it's also disappointing. It's yeah, disappointing no, it's when super disappointing. It's disappointing when Steve Kerr is yep. is not very out and out about yeah. it. Yeah. It's like it's like this is this is a. I mean, you, know, also, you guys, you guys are really extremely critical about Trump, and I love you guys for that stuff, and that's cool. And you're very, you're very critical about gun control in mm-hmm. the United States, and that's cool. <clears throat> LeBron has talked about like you know. Uh, African-American civil rights and that kind of stuff. That's really cool. I'm really glad that you were able to make a controversial stance. And I guess maybe it's asking too much for you to be completely consistent and stuff like that because people are never completely consistent. But it is disappointing. It is pretty disappointing that... that, that Especially for a league that has has prided itself on... It's being allowing their people to be yeah, and and more progressive at least relative to the other American yes. sports league. When Greg yeah, Popovich sits there and goes, "None of this matters. This our president's a moron." Yeah, and you go, "Thank God, there's a man in there who's saying something that's meaningful." But but um, you know, conversely, like I think Austin, the the Waypoint podcast that does that talks about the yeah. Hong Kong Blizzard stuff is actually really good because I think Austin does a really good job of. Um, you know, kind of iterating like where somebody would want to be a little cautious about talking about that stuff because you kind of think about the people like again, like we were talking about like the bipartisanship, mm-hmm. like who who are the people who have to gain about demonizing China? And you were talking about right? Ben Pack actually mentioning that too. Yeah, like, it's 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 people it's people who are like you know like kind of on the like kind of on the wrong side of what we what we believe, right? Like really far right wingers are very like anti China and stuff like that. I mean, we're we're anti Chinese government. We're not anti-Chinese people, and they're, yeah, they're, yeah. But know. there's, there's, you gotta, you gotta start to think like, where is this sentiment really coming from? Why is there a bipart? Why, why are the Republicans suddenly like for, mm-hmm. for like freedom of expression and stuff like Actually, that? Actually, okay. Republicans, it's all about Trump says that the 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 economic disparities. Yeah, yeah. And so, so like, like, no, this is. If you're a good person, this it's about you don't want people oppressed. Yeah. So like I get I totally I totally can kinda get where some of those guys are coming from. Because like yeah, you're a hundred percent 
completely informed about like you, you are a United States citizen, so you, you you have a very good way of of approaching your own government and stuff like that. You can have your own criticism. Another government, a little bit a little bit different. You know, I don't have a lot of money at stake. I don't, I'm not in front of like those kind. Of, it's like it's a roundabout way of me saying I, I kind of understand. However, however, too long didn't read. Very disappointing. <laughs> we, we to go back on all of the this? things. I, too long the, didn't read. Understand. We want more from you. Yeah, I I kind of wish you know if anything, uh, LeBron just says like, hey, um, I don't have enough information to talk about that. Uh, you know, it's a very nuanced situation. At some point, I'd like to address it, but you know, I just don't know right now. It's it's hard for people to say I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. I'm not sure right now. Like I don't know. I you know I'd be a little disappointing, but I would be less disappointed. Ron, we're not be... mad. We're just disappointed. No, I'm. A, yeah, I would be. You know, I think. I think in our society, like we look too much to people who are celebrities, mm-hmm. right? People who are in the public eye for us to for them to give us some kind of uh, moral guidance. That's why when we look at a commercial that like is kind of like woke, mm-hmm. we're like, yeah, right on, right? And I, yeah, but yeah, we're we also, do, we but, do. But we're also but getting in the our back fu- of our mind. We're like, fuck that corporation. No, we're getting our yeah. fucking morals from a commercial like are you fucking kidding me when Gillette's like hey you know like you should be sensitive too and it's okay for men to be sensitive and everybody was just like yeah fuck on right on like men should be it's like you're getting your morals from a corporation are you fucking kidding me it's a commercial ad for razor blades you should be smarter however I do have to say I like the thought of hanging out on a beach (laughs) without a shirt on just going yeah so because of that, I want a Buick because Matthew McConaughey drives yeah. a Buick. All right all right. all right, all right. It's not the worst. Yeah, it's not the worst <laughs> choice. It's space space choice. choice. But like, it's the only choice. All I mean by that is like when we look to celebrities too much, and then we we go like, oh, what do you think about this? And like, I don't want to say like, oh, just shut up and play basketball. You should have a polit- political opinion you should. and stuff like that. But. I think it's okay. I think we should be more. We should be more okay, okay. about people saying, I don't, "I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. I'm not going to comment the, on it." But the, the, what we want, in addition to that, though, is that we want them to say, "I plan on looking into this," or like, "I, I, I to guess so." Like, I would, I would, I would, I would like that. But at the same time, like, my point is, is like, yeah. we shouldn't be so like hung up on what these people say. Oh, LeBron because, doesn't know about what's going on in yeah, the Middle because, East? Yeah, because like, the thing is... is he like, plays basketball! Like, that's not his... Well, one, like, maybe he just doesn't know. Yeah. Maybe he's not curious. Yeah. Like, like you shouldn't be looking to, like, somebody that's famous for, for, your, for your morals. For your, uh, your, your life. For your moral guidance. Right? Like, I mean, you know, maybe you should you should talk to your friends. You should talk to your family. You should talk to people who you have, like, respect of and hash out your morals Read from way. learned people you about can, the You subjects. can read about philosophy, those kind of things. Hey, if you're religious, maybe you should talk to your priest and make an informed decision of whether or not you think your priest is full of shit or not. Yeah, you're, right? you're, because, you're holy or you're unholy Yeah, priest. because if you can find... It's it's who you trust. Like, if you find a... If, if, hey, if you find a priest that you can trust and you can talk to and they can tell it to you straight straight for for moral guidance hey man all power to you if it if it has to be like your fucking barber or something like that all power to you but like we shouldn't be like like oh man martin scorsese like doesn't like marvel movies fuck that guy it's like who the fuck cares yeah do you like the marvel movies yeah i do then what does it matter of course martin scorsese isn't gonna like the marvel movies it would be more surprising if he was like i loved a uh, fucking captain marvel yep that would be really surprising <laughs> 
Scorsese. I have seen. Um, I was highly impressed by Ant Man and the Wasp. It really changed my perspective Grant on Ford cinema. Coppola comes out and says, "Yeah, man, that's yeah, stuff is great." Coppola and Scorsese used to fucking do cocaine and quaaludes and watch movies on projector screens and then fucking think of like how to like do new cinema. Yeah. Like these guys are not going to like a Marvel movie, <laughs> and it's okay that they don't yeah. like it because. I don't have to like every single thing no. either. Like <laughs> Roger Ebert was a great man when it oh, came to yeah. movie opinions. He thought video games were trash. Yeah, and he, so I, you know what? Who cares? And I think on the most part, I mean, he probably would like dislike probably more than half of the Marvels. I bet mm-hmm. you he liked some of them because yeah. he he tended to like some. I mean, you know, he he could appreciate. He cinema. loved pop culture. Yeah, he yeah. liked yeah. Beavis and Butthead do America. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. got and two think, thumbs up. Yeah, I think he liked Fifth Element. He yeah. liked he liked movie. He liked movies yeah. that were that were. He liked movies that were that he found good. Just because he didn't like every movie doesn't mean those movies were. Bad. I yeah. I think it comes down to a tweet that got a bunch of the bad Twitter saying the bad stuff. Heather Alexandra from Kotaku said saying that it's very obvious to anyone who is smart. Reviews, in particular, she talking about video game reviews, are ob- or um are not objective. No. They're subjective. Oh. Every reviewer is going to have their own personal leanings going into how they review the game. Fuck that. What are you talking about? But yeah, all of a sudden bad Twitter's like, and that's why Kotaku has the SJW problem. Fuck off. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, that, you want, that stuff is stupid. You know what? You know Here's why? The, you know why they're all objective? Because there is no, like, there is no end-all, be-all version of what the game is that like a good game or a bad game are no i could tell you good game no women in it because we all know girls don't like games and that's all bullshit you you want to bullshit you want an objective review read a review of a camera yeah on fucking on scene head you you have to get through the ads this took this took the (laughs) except (laughs) even those can get oh no no totally yeah Yeah. because but but at the same but it's more it's more objective than anything right it's like it took these kind of cameras it this one took these kind of cameras this one had this battery life this one had this battery yeah actually also tom's hardware go there and you could get a comparison of the the 2080 Ti versus the 2080 yes. for how many frames per second they will put together running in 4K on ultra settings on Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah, but there's no... The Outer Wilds and the Outer Worlds are not the same game, therefore you cannot quantify each game. Yeah, you can. Yeah. How many frames per second? It would be like going to like a, a museum of impre- impressionistic art and going like, okay, well, it has to fill these criteria to be the most impressionistic. And it's just like, well, this has a score of 88 out of 100. Like, no, this is stupid. Okay, this is just dumb. And then there's the guy who walks in and goes, that's just paint on the wall. Fuck off. Yeah, there's no formula. It's for a light it. switch. There's no formula about any of this. Like, while Marvel does have a formula for making movies, it's not like a mathematical equation. No. It's like, hey, we need to we need to do this in the okay, first act. Okay, we have Iron Man. That's worth eight. However, yeah. in this one, we have Thor. He's like, worth six. That's any movie, right? Like, that's the formula, like Depends. the hero's journey type of thing yeah. for the most yeah. part, right? Yeah, like, that's true. In some, in some. I'm just saying Marvel has, yeah. Marvel has a formula in the, in the 
way that they have a way of they like they present their, their movies, right? Like yeah. here's here's here, they usually do like some kind of cold opening into a cool intro, and then here we go. Let's establish let's establish all of the stuff going on. Let's have some quickie quirky stuff going on. Here's a, here's a climactic fight, not the climactic fight though. And then hero loses. Yeah, usually hero hero kind of loses somewhere in the middle and has to rebuild. Go. Yeah, has come to back. Rebuild. And then go for that final climatic ending, and then a stinger at the end to hint the next movie. Yeah, and it, that's totally fine because I mean I don't mind it. Yeah. I've read comics a lot. And Keep most giving me that. Kind of are structured the same way. <laughs> yeah, because it's not necessarily the framework. Or comic art. You're not necessarily there for the framework to be to surprise you. You're there to see yeah. the actual craft and context that's being it's, the, it's, the content that's being presented. And it's to okay you. to go to movies for different things. Yeah. Right? yeah, and Marvel movies, you're not going for one movie. You're going for part of the experience of the whole, you know, cinematic universe because you're never going to have a solid conclusion to any of these movies because there's always the next one. And that's completely different than, let's say, a Scorsese movie. Scorsese movies tend to have a start and an end to them. They don't have like, you know, they don't have Nick Fury show up at the end and go, yeah, let me introduce you to this other mobster. Yeah. And then we all go, oh shit, Spider-Man's in the next Scorsese movie! Yeah, it's called Good Webless. Best Fellas. No web. Good Fellas, Best. Nobody has spider Webless. I, I got you, yeah, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> the Panther Father. And we gotta stop. Sinister, okay, sinister I have fellas. good news. Sinister fellas. Here is good news to end this on. Okay. If you like horror movies and you like or horror games and weird games. as you know horror games. No, Dan thought you said the bad word. No, I thought you said horror games. Well, like, games. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. So well, if, yes. If you like that, go to Pornhub and I like, I like sexy games. If you like horror games mm-hmm. and you like weird shit. IGN Japan had a little thing going on the other night where you had Suda51 and Suwari65 talking about what they're going to work on together, being published by Devolver Digital. Oh, boy. And then they reached out, um, they asked via text message if Keichiro Toyama of Silent Hill would like to join them, and he said yes. That's cool. So they're working on this thing called Hotel Barcelona. And then apparently Sweary tweeted uh, Jukio Kalio, who did a lot of music for the B-sides of Celeste, did stuff for Minute, and tweeted to him saying, you know, you want to you wanna collaborate? And he said, it sounded good to me. This sounds fucking awesome. It's a $1 million budget with inspirations from Twin Peaks and Siren. Yep, that I I am so signed up for that, that shit. Sounds like a thing that will be. This will be something. A thing, yeah. Uh huh. It, <laughs> it will not be bad. No. Like it. It might have elements where you could say it's bad for one reason or another. Be, but the total picture, it's going to be glorious in a special way. It's gonna. It's gonna be bad, but also ironically really awesome. Sweary and Suda to together. Yeah. It's going to be the video game version of Cam. It's going to be... See, that is good news to go out on. And on that note, let's all go explore space capitalism and and come to grips with our place in the the world. And in case... In case... In case all... (laughs) Obviously. In case all of you out there, Darnell, got used to having a podcast again. Oh, yeah. 
We will not be back next week. Because Kevin's raising money. I will be doing Extra Life. On the on his YouTube channel. On my YouTube channel. If you want information on where to find that YouTube channel or to donate. Fuck you. Extra oh. hyphen <laughs> life dot org slash participant slash hepinwana. H-E-P-O-N-W-A-N-A. Or just look for Kevin Nelson on the extra hyphen life dot org website. I'm easy to find on it. It's www.creedthoughts.org backslash creedthoughts. Fuck dot fuck. I did it again. It's all blue. Yeah, you should should donate. It's a very good cause. It all goes Seattle Children's. Also, there are donation milestones. Uh I guess that's the proper word now is milestones. Oh, not incentives. So milestones coming up. Like some of them I need to do is I am going to play the Quiet Man Answered Edition. Eating a hot chili pepper every hour on the hour while doing it. That will start at, I think it's around uh, 8 p.m. Pacific uh, Daylight Time, however. PT. Your extra life PT. stream starts at 8 p.m.? No, the quiet man. Ah. The extra life stream starts at 8 a.m. with Saturday morning cartoons, which would be Chucho. Chucho is a real cool, quirky game. So that's November 3rd? 2nd. 2nd. So next Saturday, November 2nd. It starts at 8 a.m. Pacific time. It ends probably around 11 or so, which is about 28 hours. Why are you doing we, 28 hours? Milestones. Oh. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I allow up to three extra hours, plus there's an extra hour for daylight savings. There is a milestone for me to do uh, Palmyra Orphanage as my spooky midnight game. I will be doing the Quiet Man Insert Edition right before you that. Play a game about <clears throat> orphanages for the kids. Yep, <laughs> about spooky orphanages. <laughs> I also have after the spooky games. There will be three of them in a row because I'm fucking insane. After that will be a game all about Keanu Reeves. There is a RPG Maker game oh, about you're Ke- gonna play Enter the Matrix. It's something a true well, crime story. It's something a true crime story. I forget what it is. Wait, hold on. A, yeah, is there a is there a Keanu Reeves game that's not the RPG Maker game? You're not talking. Oh, I'm looking at your schedule here. Is it absolutely okay. a true crime story? That is it. No, but is there is there actual Keanu Reeves? Is Keanu Reeves in any video game? Enter the Matrix. He's not. You're. Are you playing Keanu Reeves? In he Enter shows the, up in it. He's not. You're not playing. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Path of Neo. <laughs> you're playing as Neo. Oh, so. That's true. So Path of Neo yeah. is the yeah. One. They never made the Bill a, and Ted game. I Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted game. That is yeah. True. Yeah. Um, Dra- I think there's a Dracula yeah, game. Yeah, there was. Brad Stoker's Dracula game. That bad rotoscope game uh-huh. on the Super Nintendo. Uh-huh. They also made a Sega CD. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yep. Yeah, there are Keanu games. Never mind. Well, Kevin, according to your the, the page that I'm looking at here, there are several question marks under your... Oh, go to my actual page, not the, the fundraiser page on... Well, I, I was looking at your Facebook post. That one's hard to remember to update, because it's Facebook. Go to actual Extra Life. Yes. Yeah, go to the actual Extra Life thing. Yeah, just... Don't you could go, donate through Facebook, but yeah, if but, you go through Extra Life, it's it's easy. If you donate through Facebook, then you have to acknowledge that lying is bad. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to acknowledge that you're willing to have an Android Man. meet with Congress. <laughs> Oh, also, fucking Harvard education, buddy. It, it, Lying is bad. Well, he's a robot. Look at him. Tell me he's human. 
Oh man, all of that fucking money, all of that money you earned, and you fucking lying is bad. Also, you might as well say like cocaine is bad. If you donate during the extra life stream, because I like stealing ideas from people. Giant Bomb has burgled my bananas where they have to spin a wheel. I have my own wheel filled with many horrible things. Kevin has his own wheel. I have my own wheel. to use it. I will use it's it. It's just kind of, it's kind of funny. It's like, I have my own wheel. So you're, you're only, you're sh- very short of your, the What the Golf Streamer Challenge. Let's see. It's got you, you adding your third bonus hours after that. Um... Oh, God. No, Kevin, don't do that to yourself. Yeah, it, I can make things worse with the quiet man. Kevin's trying to say if you donate enough, he won't eat or drink anything for a half hour after every pepper he eats. During the quiet man. During the quiet man. Because let's make that game miserable. Well, let's put it this way, Kevin. You'll probably get to the spook, the spooky kids section. I will guess. I will. I am very. I am guaranteeing that you will get to that point, at least. And then, of course, there Based is on- a chance for Untitled... Goose game. Honk, honk. Because honk. 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 The wheel. Oh, I see. You're, 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 you're hedging your I'm hiding your the beard You're hedging behind your bets by putting it wheel. behind a wheel. You coward. I will say there are multiple coward. spaces to Jesus. trim it down some. Jesus. And there is one space out of 88 that gets rid of it all the way. Coward. No, he needs to incentivize people yeah. to donate. Incentives. So if you want his oh. beard, if you want Kevin's beard oh. off, the more spins, the okay. more likely that well, that, that bad boy is so going to get cut off. So if you do ten dollars yeah. during the stream, it is a spin. Uh-huh. And by the way, if you do that during a game that has other incentives going, like for example, minute every time I die, uh-huh. I I am paying a dollar out of my own pocket. Yeah, yeah. If you were to hit me with the wheel during minute, that would delay me during minute uh-huh. and can possibly make the game harder yeah. during minute. Yeah. So then, also, every $10, or if you do a single donation, every 30 after that. Yes. So $10, $40, $70, $100. dollars four spins of the wheel. Yep. And then... Watch the card, watch the card, watch the card, watch the card. And it could be anything from me eating some really nasty things. Uh-huh. Physical challenges to make things more difficult. Beard being trimmed. Beard being shaped. There's a lot of potentials. I'll also be doing cosplay at noon on Saturday as the Tooth Invader Man. There's a picture of him on my page. We talked about the Tooth Invader. Yep, the Tooth Invader Man. Well, good luck to you, Kevin. Um, Let's all go play some Outer Worlds until you have to, you know... uh, what is it? Um, what? What's the word I'm looking for? Fundraise. Fundraise and uh, submit your body to that sort of Telethon. torture for the kids. Operators are standing by. Operators meaning go to the extralife.com. I'll say my wheel, it involves, I want to say it's like 13 different very spicy things I'd have to eat. 13 different very sour things. I went to international sour things because... Like, there's a British thing, the raspberry, it's like the raspberry fizz bomb or something that's described as the most sour food that anyone has tried, according to a bunch of reviews. Or, there's bugs. I don't like bugs. I don't eat bugs. Bugs are edible. I have, I believe it's 16 different varieties of bugs. Sweet. There are sour, or there are spicy ones. Sweet bugs. There are sweet bugs. bugs. There's sour cream and ranch. Yeah. There's 
hickory barbecue. Right. Chip it's po- a sour cream bug. It's a bug that's so, coated in sour cream. You know, oh, sour I cream thought, chips. Like, the bug just naturally <laughs> tasted like sour cream. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I've never no, no, eaten bugs. Hey, How you, hey I mean, so I found this ant. I'm curious. Well, there's that's some, like, like guacamole. There's some meats that no, are I, sweeter I, than I, others. I, 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 no, it's, it's just I love the. It's a sour that place. cream bug. They're naturally Again, found in sour cream. Bugs? I don't know what bugs taste like. It all depends on the type of bug. There's also grubs. Yes. There are chocolate covered crickets. Those are the sweet ones. Yep. And then there is one space on the wheel out of eighty-eight that is friendly to me. One space, I color-coded them, the gold space. Uh-huh. I get eat chocolate-covered espresso beans. Okay. Because I get one. You get one. There's a lot of negative ones. I feel like if somebody donates $5,000 in one in one shot, you, you have to take a picture of whatever happens in the bathroom in the 12 hours after the... <laughs> With the pepper. I thought I was throwing up, but it actually came out the other yeah, end. The first real incident in the bathroom, 12 hours after the stream, you, that person gets one picture of it. The bucket in front of you and the toilet behind you. Yeah, whatever, whatever happens. Whatever comes out all right. after all those peppers. I, I I blame Bree. She had the idea of the bugs. We gotta stop. We're done. Thank you so much. Good luck, Kevin. Bye, everybody. We will be back in like two weeks. weeks. Bree bugs you? Bree bugged me about the bugs. You gotta stop. Arg! I'm Batman. A vasty penguin. (laughs) I'd be taking you to the brig. I'd throw a batarang. Arg! He's talking to somebody, not a fucking... Hey, he talked to Superman about Martha. We're done. Martha. Done. Arg. Me mother's name be Martha. Be Martha. <laughs>